Let's say let's do this thing. It's Friday morning. I'm excited. Uh, coming to you live from uh, California. Coming to you live, California, with a lot of entertainment news here. Uh, I am the outlaw, John Roca, sitting in for my brother in life and the chairman of the board, Christian Harloff. Excited to have a great group of people around us today to talk about all the entertainment news that's happening. Maybe a little non-spoiler boba review. Uh, uh, sorry, non-spoiler. Oh, shit. I blew it already. Non-spoiler Mandalorian review. We'll see what happens. I blew it. Look, all I'm saying, hey, they showed Bob already. They showed Bob already. Oh, man. All right, Jesus, that was early. Oh, Christian's going to shoot me now. But look, they showed showed Bob. Talking about tapioca that's in the little drinks. Exactly what I got right here. That's what I got in my background. That's all I'm talking about. I was talking about Ginkgo Biloba. I didn't know how to say it, so I apologize, everybody. That's what I was talking about. No, no, just joking. So we're going to get into a lot of things uh, here today. I'm excited for it. I'm so dead. I'm so fucking dead. Uh, let's meet everybody who's with us Whoops. today. Uh, start off with the beautiful, uh, lovely, talented uh, uh, Sabrina Ramirez. How are you, Sabrina? Hi, doing great. Happy to be here. Uh, you know, celebrating Boba behind Alex. <laughs> That's right. Boba's the Boba. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Boba. Um, uh, Sabrina, did you see, have you gotten a chance to see the Selena series yet or no? I haven't. I was actually going to watch it for Geeks of Color. Have you checked cool. it out? Not yet. No, I'm sa- I think I'm saving Sunday to do that myself. So shout out. Maybe we'll compare notes down the road. Yeah. Uh, Brett Sheridan getting his morning coffee on, getting rid of his constitution. <laughs> How are you, my man? I'm doing great. <laughs> Why doesn't All everybody? Right. Be, nobody ever believes it when I say it. Because <laughs> uh, you add the sarcastic tone to it, this, like you do though, everything. I really what? need to take care of these. There's yeah, something some, going. Let me tell you, get some good lighting, Brett. Get some that yeah. helps. That helps. Trust me, I look like Dorian Gray once the lights are off. Alex Marzonia, how are you, brother man? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a got a good morning workout in, so I'm feeling oh, good. I'm feeling good this morning. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, did you take your boba? 2020. I did, did drink your... my 2020. Uh, my boba. Yes. Yeah, nice right there. Yeah, good. I'm so dead. Uh, Ryan Nelson, how are you? How are things, brother man? Oh my goodness, I am great. I had a good workout this morning as well. It's just been a content filled week <laughs> in America. And uh, this morning was was maybe the highlight, the highlight of all that. So I'm great. How are you, John? By the way, I just want to say. Donated $20. I finally started Clone Wars after last week's episode of Mando, so it didn't really hit for me like everyone else. But this week's episode was fucking fire. (laughs) Seeing Homeboy come back with Homegirl. It was phenomenal. (laughs) I can't believe they did. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Homeboy and homegirl. Homeboy. <laughs> That's, that. all you have to say. That's all you have to say. I'm gonna read uh my my tweet. It was here's my non-spoiler reaction. Oh, Stonehenge. Okay. No way. Way. Oh damn. She's back. Well, it's confirmed then. Don't mess with the force. Badass battle. Oh, damn. No! Wow! Oh no, not him. Can't wait for next week. That's it. Thanks so much for watching. That's good to go. Uh, crazy things. I mean, are we going to get into it? Are we allowed to get into it, Ryan? A little uh, non-spoiler? Non-spoiler. I mean, like, <laughs> I love that that tweet. My, my tweet reaction was 
Michael Scott in the office just going, I love it. I love it more. I love it. And <laughs> that's really how I felt the whole episode. Nice. I mean, we, we can get a little into it, but let's, let's try not to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen okay. it yet because it's right. a pretty magical right. one. I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Uh, uh, yeah, so this was a, this was a 35-minute episode. Robert Rodriguez directed this one. Of course, many of you know from Dust Till Dawn, Spy Kids, numerous Sin City, numerous uh, thing. El Mariachi, Desperado, all those things that he's done throughout his career. And it's a tough task to direct an episode right after what many might argue is the greatest episode of The Mandalorian with the reveals we got last week. It's a tough thing and you're setting up what we're going to get in the last two episodes of the season finale i imagine of this of, of this particular season so it's a tough ask of a director and i thought he stepped in and did a marvelous job a marvelous job directing this episode whether you like the episode love the episode or not you can't deny it was directed really well and uh, i enjoyed that it was great to see a latino get a chance to direct some star wars shit that was great to see um the people that came back was a nice revelation we got more with Grogu. We got more with the Mandalorian, that developing relationship as well. And we got a little appearance from the big baddie at the end there. So overall, what do you guys think? What, uh, did you all watch it? Did everybody watch it? Yes? Okay. Oh, we watched it, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was drinking, uh, I was drinking my boba. Uh, Sabrina, what did you think about uh, this particular episode? Yeah, I echo everything that you said. I actually was so invested into this one, even more so than last week. Um, mm. I don't know why right from the start, the interactions that we got between the characters, um, obviously between Go Grogu and the Mandalorian, that's not a spoiler, they interact. Yeah. Um, but I just loved, I loved kind of a lot of the humor that was sprinkled in throughout the episode. That's what really um, kind of took me back. It took me back to the OG trilogy. It took me back to what I loved about Star Wars. Yeah. So that's something that I really love. Robert Rodriguez did an incredible job. I, I was so pumped, especially by the end of the episode. I was crying. I don't know if it's been that Whoa. kind of week, but I just be the, with what happened, I was so, I was so hurt in my heart. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one. Sheridan. Um, yeah, I, I, there was some crying from one of uh, my family members as well. Whoa. Very intense crying. Very, oh, very wow, intense. Really? crying um from a child who's been around the 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 biz for a while and still doesn't understand how story and screenwriting works and that <laughs> you need to put people in peril to make a, a story interesting um uh let's see my son woke me up which was a beautiful surprise he he tapped me on the head and he goes it's mando time daddy and i was like wow i haven't heard this voice in the morning in such a long time so that was a beautiful thing that happened this morning and um we were also giggling with i was giggling with my son um are the stormtroopers is their armor made out of like like sugar glass that they use for breakaway bodies <laughs> all those in uh, movies because like man you just you can hit them anywhere and they're done is that a spoiler no that's been no, in everything i don't think right? so yeah <laughs> it's definitely yeah it's been yeah. In everything yeah uh uh ryan what's your thoughts on this one uh you know you, uh, you know i what was your feeling watching this? I, i'm really like sabrina was saying i'm really curious how people if they like this week more than last week. Because for me, last yeah. week, I was like, that's the, that, that's the pinnacle of this season. And there's stuff that I thought was going to happen at the end of the season that we got this episode. And yeah. that was what was so surprising for me. I think this episode also solidified, does not matter what the runtime is. Mm. So much can happen. I think yeah. the most that's ever happened in one episode happened here. Like five minutes, and we were already all over the place with so right. many new reveals and... Oh my goodness. And again, Robert Rodriguez, other than John Favreau, 
he's probably the most I think like experienced big movie director to get one of these episodes and he mm. knocked it out of the park. I mean, this might be the most well-directed episode of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Alex, what do you think about this one? What's your overall feelings on this one? Um, I didn't think, well, okay. Since we're calling them homeboy and homegirl, uh, okay. may as well just call them uh shark boy and lava girl. Cause it's also Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Good points. Good points. Um, I didn't think I cared about shark boy as much <laughs> as I did. Like, I didn't think he was like that cool that mm-hmm. like, based on um previous what i've seen of shark boy before um but now i'm like super into shark boy and like there's a line i, I one of my favorite lines was like this isn't a spice stream like that was that's that's a funny line. yeah um yeah and just everybody's just like wrecking shop in this in this episode and i just freaking loved it shark it's boy more like it's, for the it's, win. isn't it more like shark daddy and, Ma- and uh, lava mama it feels more like that doesn't it doesn't feel more like that's shark true daddy, yeah yeah lava mama but i get shark your point. daddy absolutely daddy yeah oh he was a daddy is that what's mm. okay. okay okay alex you're plugged into the kids you tell me what Wait, zaddy means. phrasing phrasing <laughs> <laughs> um you know it's been fun cue the music i'm out of here how <laughs> much love no but what what is what is zaddy? What does this mean? Because a, a friend of mine used it. Uh, my friend who's in his 40s trying to be cool used zaddy on the text exchange this morning about the show. And I don't know what zaddy is. I know it's a song. It's an, And I looked it up on the Urban Dictionary. But what does it actually apply to? Um, from what I understand, it's just like a, like a hot dad, I believe. Okay. Anybody? Sabrina, can you speculate? Yeah, it's that little extra something. It's not, it's not just like a daddy, it's like a zaddy. Right. It's something that I would think about like Oscar Isaac or Antonio oh. Banderas and Spy Kids. Okay. Daddy. Me. Right, definitely Sherry. Right. And Brett. Absolutely. Yeah. And Brett. <laughs> what's uh what's simping? That's another one. Oh, simping. <laughs> That's the whole other spectrum. Simping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is George Clooney a zaddy or is he too old to be a zaddy? I feel like he's a zaddy, but I feel like you have to have an extra like oomph and spice oh, to it, you know? Gotcha. Like that's why I think like Antonio Banderas, uh, okay. Oscar Isaac, some and Brett. Right. If Idris, <laughs> if Idris Elba had kids, would he be a zaddy? Oh yeah. You don't right? even have to have kids to be a zaddy. Oh really? Oh, okay. Just an elder man. Oh, oh, so I can. All right. yeah, I'm no, I'm not. Oh, we're all zaddies here. <laughs> oh, no. I'm Happy too. Friday. I got the COVID-19. I can't be no zaddy. Um, but, uh, you know, what, what did you all think about the show? Let us know. Send in your Streamlabs Super Chat Schmobots. I guess I should promote that now. Ladies and gentlemen, we need you to help us stay employed here every day. So, you know, if you want us coming back and, and doing all this, having this fun repartee and have fun ball busting and jokes and all that kind of jazz, please send in your Streamlabs Super Chat Schmobots. Say it's the end of the week. So let's go off into the weekend in a positive way. Get us over $500 today. Send in your stuff. If five of you send one hundred dollars a piece, we're good to go. The rest of the the rest of the show is gravy. So just yeah. letting you know. So just send in your stuff. Ask us any questions. Let us know your thoughts about all of this. Um, I do. The thing I did uh, uh, like is that before the Mandal, you know, people were complaining about the Ahsoka stuff. We complained about like Ben Goddard, who's going to be on. I think a little bit in a little bit. He's been complaining about. Oh, he feels like they're moving away from what made the Mandalorian great. And I feel like even though we got some great reveals in this episode, we still stayed ground-based, 
right? We still stayed kind of in the uh, world of the Mandalorian. You know, it's very much shooting, shoot them up stuff, hiding behind boulders, all that kind of stuff. The environment, all of that is is in play rather than being out in the galaxy. So I liked that. Did you guys enjoy coming back to kind of that aspect of the show again? Loved it. Loved yep. it. I, I'm mm-hmm. I again this past week I probably talked Star Wars more this past week the most since Last yeah. Jedi. I was just right. over the moon talking about it with everyone. Just here, loving here everyone's theories, plans, and this episode I think continue that. I'm I just think the argument that Dave Filoni, John Favreau, they should just be running all of this. I, really, <laughs> each and every week, it's just so satisfying. I feel like it's in yeah. such great hands. But I don't, I don't know. I'm really curious to hear, like, like Sabrina, do you think it's going off tangent from from the Mandalorian story? Mm. Do you think there's too many outside characters that might be more interesting, or what? What do you think? Mm. No, I don't think so. I actually think I like, it's kind of staying refreshing. You know, we're getting some new stuff. We're getting some new nods. Everybody can find a little bit to enjoy in this. And that's what that's what I really like about it. You don't have to be completely plugged into all of the canon and the entire galaxy, everything that's happening to be introduced to a character for the first time and appreciate them right away. And I yeah. like that they're making it accessible to people who aren't may- maybe like huge Star Wars fans. Yeah, Brett? Um, I was just one question about the episode, not really a spoiler, but kind of, but um, if you try something two, maybe three, four times, should you try it a fifth time? Um, That's just, (laughs) if you know what I mean. (laughs) That's just all all I got for you. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you can't do that. Well, you know, uh, some people are stubborn, uh, yeah. Brett, in life. You know, they keep trying to do the same thing over ah, and over again. Ah, it burns my hand. Ah, it burns my hand. Ah, it burns my hand. <laughs> and each time it's worse. Each time yeah. like, oh, oh. <laughs> Did it for a reason. Because he's uh, a zaddy. A zaddy. A zaddy. Zaddy uh, <laughs> Zadalorian. Stream might have been your favorite Zaddy. Uh, uh, yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Alex, do you think do you like that they kind of went back to a little bit more of the ground based approach to the show? Oh yeah, I'm like especially with the action too. It's like super freaking cool. Um, and they are still like taking they're they're kind of taking the piss out of like the like the seriousness of all the you know canon junkies in a way. Mm-hmm. They're just like, okay, like, we're still going to have fun in this universe. Yeah. And, like, that's something I think The Mandalorian did really well in his first season as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, so, all right. There you go. That's our overall thoughts on that episode. Um, uh, ignore what I said at the beginning of the show. So uh, <laughs> go and enjoy it freshly. We might have and have uh, special guest here, John. Oh. Oh. Um, is, is, is it the boss coming in to let me go on this one? Uh, who is it? I don't think so. I think we got, like, a... <laughs> I'm just going to let him in. Uh, okay. Mikey Christmas. Christian told me Mikey Christmas need to pop in here. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be happier. How are you, brother? Zaddy. Zaddy. I'm early, buddy. I'm early. I'm up and I'm early and it's whatnot. And I got to get up early for these Mandalorian review shows. So it right. up early. it's too early for uh, me. Guys. I usually don't get up. <laughs> but I'm up and I'm awake. 
That's right. If you if you want to watch a spoiler review, a full on spoiler review of The Mandalorian, uh, Christian Harloff and Mike Kalinowski, that is out. You know, you can watch it after you're done watching and Dr. hanging out with us here. Yes, two hundred dollars donated. Yeah, there we go. $20. See what happens. So, oh. I'm making it snow. I'm making it snow for you guys. The only relationship shows and movies that hasn't ended in tragedy is Frog Lady and Frog Man. Also, okay. Doug last night's episode just felt a lack of budget. Solid eight tenths. Did you guys have uh, a lack of budget? Eight no, I don't think it's a lack of budget. I think it was purposefully done in a certain way to be more ground-based. And so you're not going to spend a lot of time on CGI and all that extra stuff. It was ground-based. Mike, this is non-spoiler stuff we're discussing yes, here, Mike, so we don't want to break anything. But, like, um, what do you yeah. think of what uh, what uh, this person is saying? You know, I was talking about that a little bit. I, I actually loved it because when I was watching it, uh, it made me feel like, I, and some people had said that it felt like a fan film. Like mm. it was out in the hills of Burbank. And I love that feel because of some of the Star Wars fan films, uh, a friend of the SEN, Jamie Costa, does is that right. great Obi-Wan. Some of those fans make these phenomenal films. Yeah. And it just, I love that they were on location. I love that. They weren't doing the, I, this, was it called Stagecraft? The, that yeah. set that they do, which makes it look phenomenal. But I love that they were out on location. It just felt kind of old school about Star Wars. And I love that. So I, I was a fan of the look of it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, what what's was there anything non-spoiler wise that surprised you last night? Oh, non-spoiler. Um, or that well, you could allude I, I, to. Oh, so now, what did you guys feel? Because uh, what did you guys feel about the recap? Because apparently that did for Christian spoiled a lot. Yeah, and mm. I I like I I went to skip recap, but it played a little bit, so I saw Cara Dune in there, mm. and I was like, oh, we're gonna spend the whole episode with her. Okay. I didn't see apparently a couple things in the recap uh, that Christian says like, oh, that's spoiler. I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see anything. So everything that popped up that was spoiler caught me off guard. Okay. The, the when he does this little scan of the, when he's on the Brock and he looks and he sees something coming in. I was like, oh, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 like, I'm trying, I don't want to spoil anything. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I, I'll say one thing. The decision to destroy a certain thing. Yes. Shocked me to, so, to like, just shocked me because yeah. normally they don't do that. Normally they no. do in the Star Wars universe. They do not do that. So I was surprised by that decision overall. And I don't want to spoil it, uh, but it's, that was it, that was a big one. Yeah, I was like, what? So I, I, I didn't envy you, Christian. We're talking, and I was like, man, I do not envy those guys. Like after us having to do a non-spoiler review of this episode, <laughs> it seemed like every couple seconds there yeah. was something huge happening. Uh, yeah, I certainly didn't think we were going to get this much uh you know i kind of felt this was gonna be a filler episode yeah. before the final two but not that at all holy God. right <laughs> right right this was my favorite episode of, of season two so far what I, yes wow. the show of hands maybe real Ooh. quick who else yes. okay yeah. really definitely up until this it was cop vance wow. cop vance yeah. episode was my favorite like, you didn't like I last loved, week i oh. loved it i loved it but okay not my you favorite. liked it but not okay no Jeez. and i think it had to do with robert rodriguez and the directing i just okay. think there was just yeah, man. Yeah, we just talked about that. Did you like his more his approach to it and the way he was using the camera? Because there was a lot of yes. those like there was like yes. helicopter shots, there were crane shots, yes. there were shots from below, there were shots like steady cam following. Like there was a lot of combination of his his his, his uh, directing techniques throughout. Yeah, so many directors that they get with these are uh, new. I would say to action per se. Like mm -hmm. I didn't you know about like Bryce Dallas Howard directing action and stuff. And a lot of times with things like this, they have the stunt teams like they're like we'll handle the action. You know, right the Marvel films are known for doing that. And you kind of got that sense in some of those. And that's why some of the ones I know a lot of people rank them higher than I would, 
yeah. where I'm like, there was just something off and I couldn't place what it was. But this mm -hmm. episode seeing, like you mentioned, John, the camera just constantly moving. Yeah. That one shot, he, they had the heavy repeater blaster. I don't want to say what. And the person's running across the rocks. And yeah. Just as like that shot, I was like, that's, yeah. that's cinematic mm -hmm. to me. That, that was like, that got me. So that's yeah. why this episode, it was Rodriguez, man. He just nailed it. Well, Sheridan Kalinowski and I are old enough to remember 70s serial television. And they, a lot of a lot of what was happening throughout season two felt very reminiscent to like 70s or 80s serial TV yeah. series. And I think a lot of the shot, I think this is the most authentically um, reminiscent of those type of shows from the 70s and 80s, like Incredible Hulk and Bionic Man and all those things. <laughs> yeah. Like this felt very similar. And when she's running across or the person is running across uh, the top of that ridge and the blaster's going up, I'm like, this is, I'm back in night and like, I'm a six year old kid again yeah. watching this stuff. So did you guys feel that way too as you're watching some of the scenes? Uh, Brett and Mike, one hundred percent, and and my I love the fact that my daughter was like just like I got want to wait another week, and I'm like <laughs> yes, this is what you need right now, you children. When you get everything, when you want it right away, you have to wait a week. Isn't this is oh, so wonderful? That's what I've loved about this show is that it makes them go back to this like anticipation of it, mm -hmm. and that's why my son woke me up in the morning to say let it's go time, daddy. Yeah. So like. I'm loving it. Mike? Yeah, uh, I was talking, and my, my kind of big thing is like, and it's no surprise, I don't shy away from the fact that I kind of fell off the Star, I fell off my Star Wars Bantha mm. uh, a little while ago. I think it was like right after Rogue One. We talked, John, on on yep. uh, Geek Buddies the other day. Like mm. after Rogue One, I loved it, but then what came after that, I was kind of like, ah, yeah, this is going back to prequel stuff for me, and I'm, I'm not on board. Uh, and now I'm kind of, I've missed out on Clone Wars. I missed out on Rebels. Mm. Um, so now all the stuff that everyone's finding, I'm going back in like Cobb Vanth, I'm going back and reading the novels that he was in. So mm -hmm. this to me, and like Christian, when I met him back in 99 in, in, in Florida State, I was he met me dressing up as Obi-Wan Kenobi to go see Phantom Menace four times in a row <laughs> uh, at a midnight screening. Like this mm -hmm. is, I, I'm here thinking like, I got to start making some Mandalorian armor. And my, it's got the creativity growing in me like I was a kid again. Yeah. Uh, this this series has really kind of reignited that kid in me and, and, and that creativity and discovery, which uh, that's all I can ask for. Yeah, Sabrina and Alex as two of the kids who get everything you want whenever you want it. Now, it's just <laughs> a weird thing to be in these moments where we have to wait week to week. Because, by the way, and this is uh, behind the scenes stuff, they have made none of these episodes available even to reviewers ahead Ooh. of time in our business. Yeah, I, I've I've shaken that tree at Disney, and a number of people I know <laughs> have shaken that tree at Disney trying to get episodes ahead of time. Last year they did it. This year they said no. Everyone's getting it at the same no. time. So. Are you guys? Are you guys enjoying the fact that you don't you can't binge this thing? Do you like the anticipation of week to week, Alex and uh, Sabrina? I I typically um, binge watch shows like I'll yeah. I'll watch it all overnight, stay up. Um, but I like it with this one because it really builds up that anticipation for like the next week, and I'm mm -hmm. constantly I'm sitting on it and I'm thinking about what I just saw rather than immediately going to the next one. And I think that's important with a show like this. Mm -hmm. Also, this is probably the only episode that I'm on the same page as Brett's daughter where I just <laughs> want to watch the next one already. <laughs> the only one is this one. But other than that, I am loving the week to week. Okay. Alex? I mean, I grew up watching like 24 with my parents. And so like <laughs> seeing that, like I had to wait a week every week for that show as well. And that was an amazing experience. And like, I'm used to that in Game of Thrones, obviously, and lately I've been 
my strategy has just been waiting for for like the second to last episode of a series of a season mm-hmm. to air and then binging them all that week before the final episode right. of the season but like with this like obviously i have to i'm on the show and so i have to watch it and like i don't mind this anticipation like it, it's bringing me back to my childhood days of like oh guess i can't i can't wait for the next one so <laughs> nice. I'm, nice i'm super super happy with it Ryan, you're old enough to remember both sides of this thing. So what, what's your feeling on this? What's your feeling? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, this is just phenomenal. You mentioned Game of Thrones, Alex. Yeah. I, this was already on par, I think, with Game of Thrones when it came to a production level. But I think when it comes to lore, on-screen lore, I think Star Wars has always had the lore. But now just your average viewer who's not reading the comics or books, they're now trying to fam- familiarize themselves with the lore. I think we're at that level. And another thing similar to Game of Thrones you never knew who was going to die and what scene at any moment. I don't think we're at that stage with this show, but I think mm. anything can happen in any scene. Again, the runtime doesn't matter. You can go to a planet in five yeah. minutes and then another planet the other five minutes. Mm. So much can happen. There's there's no rules almost. And yeah. it's just so exciting. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a second season, you've got to expand the world. All of us who are seasoned watchers of TV shows and movies, we know if you go to a second thing, you got to expand the world. And if you don't, uh, you're not going to keep an, an audience or keep growing the audience to keep coming back and watch it over and over again and inspire new people to get involved and jump into your thing. So, well, let us know what you thought of the episode. James Lavario uh, donated oh, $20. James. Yes, go ahead. My Thank Star you, Wars passion ignited with the first episode of season two. Cobb Vanth was so cool to see in live action. It got me reading Star Wars books again. I have been reading yeah. A New Hope from a certain point of view. It's mm. awesome. More canon connection. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah, I agree with him. I was like, yeah. I had no idea who Cobb Banth was before this. And Christian was like, Well, you don't read the books? Well, you, you don't get it. He's getting all <laughs> upset. I was like, Yeah, I don't read I didn't read the books. But I went and ordered them. And I was like, I, I love that character. It, it had to yeah. do with Tim Gold. Solshai1999 donated $20. Thank you, Solshai. Double Zaddy Alert. Oscar <laughs> Isaac is playing Solid Snake for Sony in a Metal Gear Solid movie. The greatest right. video game is finally getting the celluloid treatment. Shout out to Tanzia for the Streamlab earlier with the news. Snark Snake. Snake. <laughs> who's, who's playing Solid Snake? Oscar Isaac. Uh, what did they say? Oscar, Oscar Isaac. 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 Ooh, okay. There you go. Okay. You like that, Mike? I love Metal Gear. I'm old school in that. Everyone's always like, what's your favorite PS2 game? Because something came up on Twitter. I was like, it's Metal Gear Solid, man. Playing that and... God, Sabrina and Alex, I, I don't think you guys were born back then when I was in college, but okay, it's all right. I'm feeling old around you guys. It's all right. Mother that's effort. What I, love, that's what I love about culture and geek culture. It brings all different age generations yes. together, and I love it. I love when it. We were in college. People that's forget right, Kellen and I were in college at the I same know. time. I know. People give you the crap same for college. being so old. We were, we were like a year or two apart. I'm yeah. right there with you, yeah. buddy. That's right. We're right all in the same college together. But yes, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're going to re- this is the new one that came out, the Empire Strikes Back one. Look Del at Ray's. Brett and I. Brett and I are like, huh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- 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 I need thanks glasses, to, man. Jeez. Thanks to my connection with Laura Kelly. Laura Kelly was very nice to introduce me to people over at Delray, and they are now sending me the books to read and review Ooh. and talk about. So I'm excited. I'm excited to jump into this one on Sunday and uh. kind of after where I watch the Selena series, jump into this thing and read it and just explore it. So if you haven't read these, read these certain point of views books, from what I'm understanding of the reviews I read before, they're fantastic. And it's a way to get back into Star Wars and reignite your love as well. Um, we're, we're just over $100 so far. So people, please get us to the 500 mark. We're going to need 400 more bucks uh, oh to roll in. And no more joke. 
titles either. This yeah. guy donates $200 is actually donating 20. So cut that out. We, we need that uh, shit to be alive. <laughs> Let me go to your place of work and joke with you about yeah. your job. How you like that? Uh, I have anyway. a burning question right yes, now please, for Mike. Please. Um, I oh, know boy. you barely know me. We've met once and <laughs> you got about 28 more away from 366. What are the chances of me making on an admiration? Joey who donated $20. <laughs> I agree with Mike. This is my favorite episode so far. This episode brought my favorite character to life, and this character was badass. This mm. is the way. Hashtag smash cancer. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. So well put. Um, Brett, I'm telling you, I don't know, buddy. I, I, I got Better luck I, next the list, year. The list is long, my friend. The list is long and distinguished. But you, sir, have shot up there to the top of that. I, I'm, I'm looking to probably lose a lot of friends though. Come yeah. January first, yeah. people are like oh, I don't remember. Give me that shout out on that show. I think you were doing, Mike. I thought we had thought we had something. You and I. I'm like, oh, give me a break. It's, I on. saw an old Acme buddy, of mine, Chris McKenzie. That was a, a blast from the past. I, oh, yeah. you, I, I I put those up, and some people are like, how do you know this person? It is a small ass world. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's insane to me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, as I was saying, all right, well, let us know what you think about the, the episode uh, in the, you know, in the comment section below, like, and subscribe in case they clip this out, like, and subscribe uh, to the SEN network and everything we're doing here, all the great shows that are here. Um, let us know. Are we out base. Are we great? Did you enjoy the reveals? Blah, blah, blah. Keep them non-spoiler. I think on this one, uh, and save your spoiler comments for the review with, uh, with, uh, Kalinowski and the, uh, the boss sure. there, Christian Harloff. So, uh, Kalinowski, can you stick around or do you got to go? Well, I got to get you up to 500 then, I guess. Yes. All right, Yo. that's my brother. He's sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. If I can, yeah, uh, yeah. My dogs, they might have to take care of them, but I got you. We got five, <laughs> six people here. Five people. I love it. I love what it. What are we gonna talk well, about next? Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick moment to think about like how do you calm down and when you're waiting for uh, you know for a whole week for a new episode. Brett, how do you calm the, that ang that anxiety down? Those those worries, the trepidation, the desire. How do you calm all that stuff down? Well, you need to discover the Headspace app. It's, uh, it's a daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-use app. Um, Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So, whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. All right, you feeling overwhelmed a little bit? Everybody's feeling overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. Need help falling asleep? Who doesn't? Headspace has a wind-down session their members swear by, and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with the kids. It's amazing. you got to calm these kids down. They've got too much stimulation. They need to chill out. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus and improve your overall sense of being. I'm going to say it again. It's become a word in this house for when daddy needs to chill. Hey, daddy, why don't you go get your headspace? And I, like I said to my son the other day, too, why don't you go get a job? But then I realized, yes, I needed my headspace. Uh, Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. Well, where do we need to go, Brett, to be happy? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Go to headspace.com slash SENLive. That's headspace.com slash SENLive for a free one-month trial 
with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. Did you hear what I said it before? Because I think you need to hear it again. You head to headspace.com slash live today and go get your meditation on. Mic drop. Fantastic. <laughs> it does need that. It does need the more you know. Fantastic. <laughs> am I? Am I? Oh, oh there he is. Look hey, everybody. Zaddy. Speaking of zaddies. Welcome. Yeah, the zaddy in the <laughs> house. Zaddy's in the house. <laughs> What's up, fool? Uh, what up? I, I love the stages of beard growth on the on the screen right now. It's yeah, the best. exactly. <laughs> Even Alex is trying. I respect it. Um, are are you the... trimming the sides, Ben, or is that the unfortunate youthful uh, doesn't grow on the sides? Oh, you, oh, you trimming it? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Nice. Good, good. Nice. Yeah. I had that for the longest time. I just I could not for the life of me. It just came in Bob Marley patches, you know. And it was, uh, you know, it was tough. But oh know. no, like it, it does come like down here, but like it's nothing you want to see. So I'm definitely like shaving all of this and just leaving the front, leaving the goat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we we're just about to move on, Ben. Do you want to give your quick thoughts, non-spoiler thoughts on Mandalorian, or should we just move on? Oh, uh, I liked it. I love where the story went. Okay. Um, uh great character stuff did it look cheap to anybody else well Ooh. some people have mentioned that but i think that mm. was on purpose because i think they were trying to kind of keep it ground based you know okay. but but michael pointed or kalinowski pointed out that he liked the fact that it looked like it was shot in the hills of burbank yeah but it did I saying, and I, yeah sorry, go, ahead, go, ahead, Mike. go ahead no go ahead uh just like it looked like especially robert rodriguez who knows how to shoot action mm -hmm. like it just looked i don't know like the lighting it just looked like a fan film honestly just the action where you know they're just kind of running through the hills i was just like it just felt like with how great all this all the production has been it felt like a little bit of a step down but everything else like the, the action itself was great mm -hmm. the everyone that was involved and then the story was obviously awesome yeah yeah. Yeah, but oh, I was saying how I, I love twenty dollars. Hi, Mike. Hey, <laughs> Hello. Hi, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it hey, is right there. So yeah. it's done. There you go. Yeah, but I'm saying, um, I actually love that feel of it because for me, uh, for so long with Star Wars, we didn't have uh, before even uh, like the prequels came out and that whole kind of dead space in Star Wars fan mm -hmm. films were the thing, you know, and and there were so many good ones back in the day. I, I remember there was like a I know Troops was one of them, that, that, that kind of famous that mockumentary Darth on cops. That was always good. But oh, Darth yeah, Maul, no. Jamie Costa does one of those, are newer mm -hmm. ones. But even the older ones, it, it just, like, and I love the stagecraft technology they use. I can't ever tell when it's a set or not. It's, it blows my mind. But I always prefer location shooting. So to know that they were on location, this just had this old school Star Wars feel. I feel like they were out in the desert of Tunisia, you know, just trying to get shots when they could because mm. of the location and the weather. This gave me that old school Lucas and a ragtag crew just trying to, okay, we're here. This looks good. We can get this here. I, I, I don't know if we can get the crane in to get this shot, but let's make it work. It just had like, we're they're on look at the studio with the stagecraft. They can get anything they need, any shot they yeah. want, put the camera here, put the camera there. This had that 
filmmakers in the rough. And I, and I did love that. So, but I do get your feeling of what it felt I like. Think I think that's why just... I think, I think you make a good point though, Mike, I think it's cause they've been using that stagecraft thing so they can yeah. build like these intricate sets, like just with the led screens. And this, maybe that was Robert Rodriguez thing. Like, Hey, I'm going to yeah. go film on location. You guys can, <laughs> you guys can ha- have the stage. I'm going to go film on location. And maybe that's why it looks so different. That's a good point, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I think also huh? if you're rocking a 2007 LCD, um, it really, you really can't tell the difference. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, everything has a few pixels burned out and a little line at the top, so it really doesn't take you out of it. But yeah, I couldn't tell any difference at all. Maybe I won't go 4K. <laughs> Dude, everyone's got a 4K. Everyone's like, I'm doing my Lord of the Rings. We watch in 4K. I'm like, all right, we get it. We get it. You have 4K players. I, <laughs> I just bought I my Blu-rays. Not. I had the the PS5, but our TV was not. And so Shannon uh, Barney was like. It was Black Friday. We're out at the malls. Oh, Shannon like, Barney. I was I was so confused of what you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, she, she was like, we really could go with the bigger TV. I was like, no, we don't. The thing's 55 inches. It's fine. We got a bedroom, one bedroom apartment in Burbank. And she's like, yeah. nah, nah. And then we're at Best Buy and you, you talk at salesman. And she goes to me, she's oh like, but babe, babe, just imagine how good your PS5 games would look on oh, this 4K oh, thing. And that was it. She ears. knows. She yeah. knows. I'm like, and I'm like this. All right, get the TV. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Right. I have no job right now, but Dude, fine. Get the TV. Are crazy though, Mike. Yeah, like, I know. that's the thing. TVs got three thousand dollars last year are yeah. seven hundred bucks. It's crazy. I'm, She's I'm, the breadwinner I'm, right now with Universal ooh. closed down. I'm not working. She's the breadwinner, so I'm like, fine, <laughs> let's get it. Okay. Yep. All I heard was that you have a 55 inch that you don't need anymore in that. another room. I don't know. I, I, yeah, because they even like I, I love those LG OLEDs, and they've dropped the price on those C9s and insane. 77 inches to wait. And I was like, Dang, 77 dude. incher for less than 2000 in my mind i'm just like rolling over sound like quint oh, it's a 77 <laughs> uh, incher 75 not to, not to mention it but if you I think you might get into it later but now having that tv with what's happening next year yeah so let's make that mm-hmm. jump alex look at that segue next story. Sure good job good mikey job. christmas dropping segues <laughs> Yeah, so we, we talked about it yesterday, obviously, as it broke, but yeah. uh, so me, Ryan, and Brett have already kind of given our thoughts on it, but Mike, Sabrina, Roca, Ben, who would like to take this first on your thoughts about HBO Lead Max? us into this, Sabrina. Ladies first. Yeah, I actually, I understand what they're going for, and I really think this is a great choice for 2021. I think with the trajectory of the way everything's going, we have a super stacked year. You can't just keep pushing everything back. We're waiting on new releases. Like Mike said, that was about to say, yeah, everyone's upgrading their home, like home television. Like everybody has sound bars and 4K TVs. It's just insane. I don't personally have that. So I'm going to be watching Dune <laughs> in the corner of my uh, apartment with my laptop. Just how, <laughs> just how uh, Villeneuve attended it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be watching on, I'm going to be watching Dune on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In very, very small increments. It's going to yes. take me a few months to finish. So we can't talk about it non spoiler. Yes. Uh, don't spoil it, Roca. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I really think it's a great choice um, for now. I just hope it's not implemented into like 2022, 2023. I don't want that to become the standard because I really do miss the theater experience and I want that to be preserved. Yeah, fair. Uh, Kalinowski, what do you think about this? I got thoughts, buddy. Yeah, bring it. Thoughts. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I was a very much uh, when Wonder Woman eighty four was announced. I was against this i did not like this yeah, at all most that. of the point like i remember uh ryan i don't know if you were in the dc chat with roxy yeah and, i was where I said, it was like, yeah you were you were it's like i'm not gonna see it 
I'm not going to watch it at home. You were very firm on that. I was very much like, and you guys know me in DC. He's like, I'm not watching this movie at home. No, this, this, that's a slap in the face to Patty Jenkins gal and everyone in that movie of what they did and how long it's been pushed and this and that Mm. to now just drop it on. But then other points on Twitter came in. It's like, like, you know, in the world, we're not where you guys are in America. We're open. We're fruit. You know, we need this. And I saw that. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I was being selfish. Then to see them drop this yesterday, it didn't catch me off his guard as much because it was weird because the day before they were talking about Mortal Kombat, and that was one of the films I was really looking forward to. And they said, no, we were thinking about streaming it. We're not. It's going theatrically. That was the day before this dropped. Yeah. Then this drops. And I'm like, wow. And then the, the head of HBO had said, okay, we're, we're this year. We've got to look at it. We've got to keep theaters open. So we've got to give them something. But people that can't go to theaters, we've got to give them something. And I think it was Boris, is, is his name Boris Kitsitz? He's a Hollywood yeah, Boris reporter. Kitt. Yeah. yeah, Boris Kitt. He made, he's like, don't, he made a great point. He's like, they're saying this, but this is their testing the waters to see. Of course. I was like, for the, if you just look at it for a year and I could take you for your word saying that we're doing this for the year, we've got to get our content out, like Sabrina said, because they're backlogging movies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get it out there. You got to give people at home something. But to know what could happen, I'm a theater movie experience and I was getting into it with Patrick Campbell a little bit last night nothing will take this away and they were saying like bibiani they were going like well what about young kids they saw raiders of the lost ark for the first time on dhs 20 dollars with yesterday's news my brother decided it was time to replace our 10-year dead projector for our 80-inch pull-down screen which will arrive in time for wonder woman 84. there you go there you go like like sabrina Um, said people making changes yeah they were saying like oh what you saw this film on vhs because you weren't alive and it's like i get that but there's something about a theater experience. And if I could for a second here, I saw Temple of Doom in the theater for the first time. So, and that was Ryan, the movie find after some I saw good music for this. Ryan, find some good music. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll, find I'll let you build up here. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Um, okay. So I saw Batman, uh, Temple of Doom 84. Uh, 84? Yeah, 84. Yeah, 84 in the theater. Uh, and when I came out of that movie theater, that was the movie that made me want to be an actor. I, I'll never forget. I know the theater I was at. The mall I was at to see that, who was within the theater seeing it, the right. experience it made. I saw Raiders on VHS. I couldn't tell you where I was when I saw it. The first time I saw it, is Raiders a better film? Absolutely. Do I love it better than Temple of Doom? But nothing beats that experience. It's, it's there's something about sitting in the cinema. Like you can't tell me seeing Endgame for the first time in the theater. You you would have got the same experience seeing hmm. it on your TV. Yeah. There's just right. something about it. So I hope this is not the death knell for studios. I, I really hope not. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it is the death knell for studios. I think what, what in my opinion, because I love theaters. I'm sorry, for theaters. Yeah, theaters, right. Going back, I mean, like a few weeks ago, I said, don't be surprised if we see these titles. Now, nobody could have predicted an entire slate. I, I thought, you know, the one or slate. two or four or five, but an entire slate is a hell of a thing. And I think Boris Kidd is absolutely right. This is them testing the waters. This is them figuring out how people are going to react. And this is a new world now. And you're crazy if you think we're going back to the regular way things used to be. People are not going to trust going into theaters anymore. You've seen so many protests against the vaccination. Hell, Letitia Wright got absolutely destroyed. Simply because, listen, I want to say this, simply because she was legitimately questioning. To my crime has donated $100. Let's get that going. Happy Friday, y'all. Glad to see Mike. Loved this week's episode of Mando. So many feels. Sad there are only two left. I am yeah. ready for the weekend party in the Fat Tower. It's been <laughs> a week. Need to get me some headspace going. Hi, Brett. Hello. 
that's uh, wow. That's a go. lot. That's a lot for a hundred bucks. See, you can do it just like yeah, Robert Jason like in thirty that. minutes. But I mean, uh, where I mean, where, well, there's some these things like where, where we're going and all of this. It just feels to me like we're not going back. And let you, I was saying, well, Tisha Wright, like, listen, let me tell you something. In the African American community, in the Black community, questioning vaccination, question the government doing certain things. That's not an invalid thing. Her point was, we have to ask questions and have a conversation. Did she handle it correctly? Probably not. And certainly, uh, Twitter exploded about it. But that doesn't mean she didn't have a right to question that. And I think a Patricia lot of people question the government $20. and vaccines. Hey, Ben, I dreamt we met and I offered to tie your shoes, but I've only strapped my own shoes for years, so I forgot how to tie. I ended up getting sick on your laces. I woke up before I seen your reaction, but here's hoping your laces are really that long. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. What, what did I miss? What did I miss? It's a euphemism, Mike, uh, for uh, um, oral, basically. Tying your shoes, sexy. getting your shoes. Oh, I get it. When I was my age, we called it doing the alphabet. <laughs> That's my age. We used to call it doing the alphabet. <laughs> okay. We did the alphabet. Back in the uh, day, back in the day, we did the alphabet. You kids with your shoelaces. We did the alphabet. Just think about that. 26 different variations, kids. 26 of them. More tea, more tea. Oh, um, Sheehan's going to be dropping in during a stream last uh, Oh, I, 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 I dropped the gavel. I concur. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, but anyway, uh, I just don't think we're going back to any kind of new, any kind of regular normal before. I think what happens now is theaters become the most, uh, one, becoming a very exclusive experience where yeah. now it's only a certain number of theaters and they'll have those big leather seats and they'll have space and you can recline but and can you they... can do all of that. And it'll be $50 a ticket to go oh, see a movie. Get the hell out of here. I'm telling you it's coming. The IMAX screen will be there. The highest graphics, the highest visuals, the perfect, you could even, you, they might even give you headphones. Like they'll do the whole nine and you'll they, pay that extra for the experience because Avengers Endgame like you said Mike you make a great point you don't want to see that at home so if you're going to go to a theater you'll pay the 50 bucks for the communal experience of seeing that because there's less movies that go into theaters less theaters so it becomes more exclusive that's what I think is coming down the road uh, Ben what are your thoughts on this Um, it's, on all it's of tough it on, it's tough to say on all of it, but the thing is, is that what's HBO saying they're going to do this for 2021 or, you know, Warner Brothers. Sorry, it's called HBO Max. Right. Uh, uh, Warner Brothers said they're going to do this for 2021. Let's say everything goes perfect. Let's say everyone is vaccinated. Every, the coronavirus is gone. January 1st, 2022. We are good to go. Like everything's open. Disneyland, everything, all that stuff. So you're still going to pay the same price for HBO Max without getting theater movies? Right. No, they Good won't. If point. you give someone if you give someone a mile in 2021 and then cut it back to an inch in 2022, everyone's going to drop the service. Yeah. Like or they're going to yeah. be like, "Wait, wait. I'm still paying 15 bucks a month for this? I'm not getting I'm not getting Suicide Squad 2. I'm not getting Wonder Woman yeah. 3. I'm not getting Aquaman 2 in 2022. Are they still going to pay for that? Ben, Ben, uh, I'm not getting the Batman in 2022. Yeah, I'm not getting the Batman on yeah. HBO Max directly. I ain't watching that on my home screen. You out of your damn mind? <laughs> the hell out of here. And did you guys I... notice? I mean, I know it was COVID related, but Batman 2020 uh, 20, was originally 2021 and jumped yeah. to 2022. Yeah. yeah. I think there was some behind the scenes happening oh, yeah. to that. Listen, uh, what's his face? Emmerich over there said they had been speaking with epidemiologists for months before yeah. making this decision. So Ooh. 
they've been doing they've been planning and, this for quite some time but so, to think about ben to what you're saying well, think about uh, how much money warner brothers is leaving on the table I mean, Warner, there was no way Wonder Woman, let's say we're in a perfect world, we're open, everything's fine, there was no coronavirus. Wonder Woman, no way it doesn't make a billion. And I know yeah. the other side is we Agreed. finally get away from this, a film has to make a billion to be a success. You know, maybe we get away from that. But how much money over the course of years Warner Brothers leaving on the table with all these Queen films? Queen Foreman Sutherland donated $20. Right I really hate this for the movie business. Like what Mike said, you can't replace a communal experience of seeing a movie with an audience. Feel like all these movies were made for a huge screen and feel bad for the crews working on these films. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, even films? things like, even when it comes, like, obviously, like Endgame and stuff like that, where everyone's cheering when Cap gets the hammer. But, like, right. even I remember I watched um, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And all of us, like, there was like 15 people in the audience, and all of us, like, stayed through the credits because we were all sobbing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's still like, even if it's a smaller movie, you still have that theater experience. But go ahead, Sabrina. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that this list of films that they had, there's a ton of major releases. Another yeah. great thing that you said, Mike, um, we have Space Jam. A lot of kids aren't going to be able to experience Space Jam in a theater. And this is something that really can shape your entire childhood. The first one came out before I was born, but my cousin, my older cousin talked about this movie so much. And a lot of people are missing out on that. So the thing is like, Going forward, this is going to drive up, obviously, their subscribers, but the way to kind of maybe sustain that would be um, in the future to have a few major releases, because $15 compared to even a movie ticket, mm. that's not even one in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Like, $15 isn't a lot, unless they, like, raise up that price and do something crazy. I think they can kind of sustain a lot of their subscribers that they're going to get from this if they mm -hmm. keep some major releases. Like, even Netflix, we saw it with Old Guard, we saw it with like Lovebirds. They had films that would have done really, really great in the theater and they showed them on streaming. It's unfortunate yeah. and I would rather see it in a theater, but that's a you way that they could think Old Guard it. would have done good in a the theater? Well, I think I would have liked the experience better in a theater I, is mm, what I was saying. Do what you're saying, like there was a period in, in, in us older guys on this panel probably get this, like uh, back in the nineties, you know, a movie like Extraction, on Netflix. Yeah. That was a that was a solid release in the theater. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was a 20, 30 million dollar film. It was these action films. We don't get those mid-range films anymore that now Netflix and maybe HBO, Sabrina, to your point, they need to do for a while with HBO. I was like for 15 bucks, I'm like, that's a lot for I'm only getting this, this, and this compared to Netflix for eight or nine. But now it's like, oh, now it's worth it. That's yeah. But you make a great point when you said, like, you know, the theater owners, it was a it was their margins were so small and that's why concessions are $50 for a bucket of popcorn. But you take a family of four on a Friday night, that's over a hundred dollars without concessions. Yep. Yep. And they're going to pop down and they're 1599 to see all these same movies. I mean, theater owners, they're upset right now, but they're part of the problem. And, well, and, and it, it's a, it's crazy. It's an unreal this time we're in right now with what we're dealing with. Well, yeah. With. And, and that's what you're saying. Warner brothers talked about this and, uh, Brett, we got to get your thoughts on this, like Warner Brothers and Alex and Ryan, but Warner Brothers talked about this and said that they are negotiating more favorable deals for the theaters, for the mm. theaters with these films because they're dropping them day and date. And by the way, they're only going to be dropped for 31 days on streaming and then 
there go off of streaming oh. and follow the normal window of coming out on on uh, on VHS uh, or Blue. Sorry, on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. Uh, but yeah, VHS. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I there's no better there's no editor better than my own head trust me ben uh, but like this We're playing jacks by the soda fountain <laughs> you know what kids uh anyway this, this i don't whole- know i just want to go outside and play some pogs guys like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. uh anyway <laughs> this all of this you see it happening uh, and I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? I lost <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like sure. I got the brand new Miley Cyrus cassette tape and it's really good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The best. I can't anyway. even say vinyl because vinyls are actually still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> cassette tapes are too. What? Yeah. Yes. People back. are paying high money that. at like Urban Outfitters, things like that for what? cassette tapes. Oh, so dumbass hipsters are trying to bring something. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Listen, yeah. I've got it's a, like a I've got a whole bin in the <laughs> yeah. in the garage right now. I'll sell you twenty bucks a cassette for God's sakes. I'll sell you. You know, you're on Boulevard, Roku, you, make a, you make a killing. <laughs> go to the go to the flea markets. People These are authentic. Buy. You know, I even rubbed out the titles to make it look even more authentic for you. Nice. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I, I just I think we're headed towards something where it's it's just the uh, but i want it's a good question that someone asked me this morning on mornings with the outlaw they said would this be happening if batman was coming out in 2021 if the new fantastic beast if they're more premiere franchises because i mean wonder woman's only one movie uh and uh and uh suicide squad the first movie was not really well received even mikey christmas would say he doesn't understand (laughs) there is a suicide squad so would they be doing mike my favorite movie experience is doing the AMC Best Picture 24-hour marathon mm. every year. There's Ow. something about being with a bunch of people seeing all those movies together. I remember sobbing with another woman during Room. Mm. There you go. Okay. Oh, Do you guys I think they'd be doing crying. this? Do I, I think what, John? Yeah. Do you guys think they'd be doing this? They'd be doing this if, if Batman was coming out in 2021, if... Fantastic Beast was coming out in 2021. Well, what? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It's like, what? Because you know, the the big the big ones are Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Matrix. Um, wh- Matrix. Yeah, yeah. I looked. And yeah, of those heights. 20, it was 20. It was for me. It was Congress, Godzilla, Wonder Woman, Matrix, Mortal Kombat, Suicide Squad, and uh, what's that last one? Tom and on Jerry. There? No. <laughs> no, there was like six. There were six of those like that I thought were like tent pole for me. Yeah. But again, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat might not be a big one for a lot of people. And Godzilla, King of the Monsters, it didn't make anything. Yeah, you're right. That's right. the thing. Like, oh, Ben, I got into it with people. People were like losing their minds. They saw the font for Godzilla versus, and I was King versus Kong versus Godzilla. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just miss when people didn't like King of Monsters? And now yeah. we're suddenly excited again for this one? I was like, oh, Mike, but this time it's Kong. I'm like, yeah, well, with that one. Thing- that was the, the last like, one you were like this time it's it's mothra and i'm like yeah like excited. Like, what's well, it gonna be guys we yeah. went and saw godzilla but there's no godzilla in 2014 right. and then they give you all the godzilla yeah. and right. no one went and saw it i, I know like, like it was a great was it was like, a fun okay. movie it's a yeah. fun movie but everyone didn't lose their mind for it i was like whatever oh i'm not gonna see it. it's crap it looked like crap and now they're losing their mind for Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Like, he's doing Kong's in it this time. Alex is on there, but Kong Denis Villeneuve doesn't make money. Like as yeah. much as I, as much as I, yeah, he does. Dune make a billion dollars. That Dune, that was the Dune one. To, uh, Dune, Dune's my big one uh, that I'd love to, that I'm probably gonna go to OC to to see in theaters. Honestly, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't make Blade Runner 2049 didn't make money. 
Like it's, yeah. I love that. Movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the decade. It yeah. made nothing. Arrival, yeah. do, Arrival doesn't make. He doesn't. His movies don't make money. You're absolutely yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know how, but they're they masterpieces. But we have he Timothy Chalamet. Did you see that the entire ensemble in Dune? You have really, you have a lot of stars that are kind of hitting a lot yeah. of demographics. I do think Zendaya, like just Timothy yeah. Chalamet and Zendaya John alone, that will get every single young person. One hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. Hey, Love Johnny today. Well, except Roker. Just kidding. <laughs> I would like two impressions from everybody today about anything oh. you want. Just be the oh, end of the yes. show. Everyone have uh, a wonderful weekend. Shlong all right. Balls. Here, here's the deal. We'll do that. First of all, thank you so much. You can bust my balls all you want for 150 bucks. Knock yourself out. But here's the deal. Can we I just... bust your balls for 150 bucks? No, you, you got to pay. Uh, for so free. Pay it I do it for free. Yes, yeah, so you do. You do. <laughs> uh, 150 bucks just put us over 500 before the end of the hour. So Woo! thank you so much. Nice. Now. Now, let's get another 500 in the second hour <laughs> to get us over 1,000 so we can really end the that week right sad. in a positive way. So fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. So two impressions throughout the show from each of us. I don't even know if Mikey Christmas does impressions, but two impressions. Oh, I got a couple for you. <laughs> can can, a, can an outlaw impression count? Uh, no, yes, I don't think so. Yes, yes it can. can. If you can top <laughs> RB3's impression of me, knock yourself out. Oh, I don't think I could do that. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, it's funny uh, you talk about Dune because yeah. I got into this and uh, I, you know, wrongfully tweeted out something on Twitter about Dune and not being, I don't get it. And then I got lambasted for it. Like, hmm, what I that go, happens what on is, Twitter? Get I go, here. what is it with Dune? And everyone's excited. Like, they, everyone lost their mind for that trailer. And I'm like, am I missing something? Because I don't think anyone was a big fan of that original one. No. Nope. And I don't know much about Dune. They're like, are you kidding me, Mike? It's the biggest cinematic literary masterpiece of the past 50 years. Bigger than Lord of the Rings. Are you out of your fucking mind? You don't know shit, Mike. And I was like, whoa. I, I, wait, that I think Nick? that counts whoa, whoa. as a, that counts as a Bibiani impression. That... <laughs> I think that counts as a Bibiani impression. Go ahead. Oh, I, I thought don't that get... was your Roka impression. Oh, no, my Roka impression. <laughs> you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, people lost their minds. Like, how do you not know Dune and how beloved it is? I was like, it's a small, like, yes, to the science fiction community, literally, yes, it's probably the greatest thing of all time, but to general audiences, they don't know, they, they remember, I remember Sting and the fat dude with the bubbles on his skin yeah, in that movie. Yeah. That's what I remember from Dune. Okay. Completely taking that film out of the picture, um, the book is like celebrated and loved and it has like a resurgence every decade, basically. People are reading it in school, we're all like, did you read okay. Dune? That type of thing. Um, so I had that when I was a kid and I read it a long time ago. I'm rereading it before this film, but I think I think this has a lot of potential to be that really incredible cinematic experience that we're kind of mm -hmm. waiting for because we have a very quality filmmaker with a quality story, amazing ensemble. And that's why I was saying like, impression number one, like the young kids are gonna come out, baby. They're gonna come out to go see Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Then we have Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, so many people in this film. Momoa. That's why I think, yeah, Jason Momoa. Momoa That's why I think a lot of people are going to actually check out this film compared to Denny's like other films. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, and we'll see. I mean, it's it's a hell of an undertaking because apparently it's in two parts, so it's a hell. But I mean, no one's mentioned the Matrix. I mean, we cursory, but like, I don't want to watch the Matrix four at home. I, I want to see that in the theater. Uh, that was one of the most seminal, life changing yes. experiences I ever had, and I was in Tallahassee. You know, sometimes yeah, as, as Kalinowski down there, I remember going to see. I remember the theater I was in. I remember the reaction afterwards, and it's just it's just I didn't know movies could do that 
till you saw what the matrix was. I mean, that bullet time shit, now everybody does it. But when it happened the first time, you were like, Insane. what the hell is this? Yeah, so like that, those experiences might be lost as you're watching it at home. It's just not quite the same thing. I do agree with that. But, you know, this thing, the, the only constant in the life is change. And this seems to be where we're headed. Now, now the question is for all of you, and Alex, look, Real quick, in the heights, is that gonna is that gonna bother you? That's gonna go to streaming and, and and the theater as well instead of instead of fully getting a theatrical release? Yeah, that's like why I'm mostly against this whole thing because of the communal experience. Like I was saying yesterday, like I want to cry with everybody. Like, mm. like I want I want to cry with people. Just let me let me do that. <laughs> um, you know, but like I get it from a business perspective uh, that Warner Brothers is doing this and like. Theaters will return in 2022 once everything's settled down. People will want to re-experience this and get that, you know, get that time being in a dark room, like with a big screen full of strangers, and and Raising. it's kind of like yep. wearing a mask. Do it now so that yep. your the future will be better. Yeah, so absolutely. It's like Great it's point. temporary. It sucks, but yeah. it'll it'll just mean that further down the line we'll have better things. Right. Let me ask you, and I'll ask everybody this too. Like, okay, uh, look, Universal did this uh, a few months ago with the 17 day window between their release and things coming out on, right. on digital, on streaming, or whatever. Now we got this day and date from Warner Brothers, yeah. right? So, how, and we do have Disney dropping Soul, but these other studios now, I mean, Warner Brothers threw the gauntlet on the ground. Do you anticipate that these other studios might follow the same path here and start announcing their own slates coming out through their own streaming services day and date as well? I mean, the interesting thing you point out there is not all studios can exactly right. do that. Only right. really Disney yeah. can do a very similar thing uh, with Warner Brothers HBO Max. Like Paramount doesn't have their own streaming service. Like they, they got to sell those to well, Netflix. They got to sell. They those do have a Paramount streaming app that where Yellowstone was on, but I don't think they've got the notoriety of it or the 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 fame of right. it. And you know, and same thing with Peacock and NBC. Like you're not gonna put stuff on Peacock, are you? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that they've been selling the majority of their their films or just giving them to Netflix, yeah. the distribution. So that's the. Th I think Disney's the one to keep an eye out on right now, especially Black yeah. Widow. But yeah. again. I I think that this was such a huge chess move. HBO Max instantly became, at least in my book, the the most valuable streaming service, the yeah. one that I want. If I can only pick from three or four, it's HBO Max. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm picking that one. Like it's. I thought you were gonna say if I could only pick one. If I only could pick like a handful, like five or six or five you know six. nine, <laughs> well, yeah. HBO Max is gonna be in the top seven. I mean, again, with that with Disney though, once Mandalorian ends, I don't know what's keeping me there until the next show. WandaVision. Okay. Yeah, WandaVision. I got tagged Gen in that. When's that coming out? Uh, January 15th. Yeah, 15th. January 15th. But, uh, you know, again, that's a whole month I can do without it. So yeah, I I am I'm all in on this. I think this is a really smart move. Again, the big thing is it's a safety thing with the theaters mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And I, you're right. I think that they're going to be getting more uh, money from the actual ticket, the theaters, because I think yep. they're only getting a dollar from the ticket before. So that that is well, a big deal. But this was a huge move that now everyone needs to adapt on. Uh, I personally, I'm most excited to see the Suicide Squad out of all those films. I think In the Heights is going to do fine. Hamilton was on Disney Plus. Everyone lost their minds over it for two weeks. Uh, yeah. I know this isn't the exact same, but I think that they're all going to do fine. 
yeah, they might be leaving money on the table, but they also might not be. I think they did the math and they said, you know what? Yeah. Like these might get pushed out. Some, there might be another outbreak. They might forcibly have to close some theaters. We might as well just commit to this and in the long run. Mm. It'll do ourselves a favor. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned a great point about Disney. I was talking to Shannon the other night, uh, Barney. Shannon Barney. Everyone. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, okay. Uh, and I, like I said, Disney's going to be the one to watch. That's the thing, like, because being such a conglomerate that they are and what right. they own, they're in a, like, for me, I'd love to see Black Widow at home. That's a film that I could watch at home. It's this oh. little, you know, family spy film that's not, has epic stakes. I'm, I'm excited. I want to see that soon. Um but you know they've got that slate, you know, and, and their the Marvel films push their films, mm. and this is more so than D- DC. It's pushing everything back, and they've got to go. Well, we got to start getting these films because they're being made. They're filming Spider Man three right now. Yeah, these films are being made. The industry, as far as that goes, with SAG and all the TV film, it's going. That is mm. not being shut down. The regulations are not affecting that because the safety protocols are in effect. So the content's coming. I think we're getting to that bottleneck where it's all like getting, it's mm-hmm. like you got to start putting this out there. So Disney's the one to watch. I don't know what they're well, going to do though. I have no uh, idea. Mike, you're the huge James Bond fan. What does Bond do? Yeah. Uh, Bond for me, then there was just this talk. The investors are getting worried that it's being pushed again. Oh, uh, just uh, release it. Just but the director had just said, he's like, I'm distancing myself from this. I'm di- being dispassionate about it. I want my film out there, but it's not safe to see this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was talk that they were going to sell it. Uh, I personally have some investment in when it's coming out with something I'm working on that I haven't been able to talk about yet. So for me, it's like, I want this film to get out so I can start talking about something. Um, But uh, I don't know that it's, they're not like Disney. They're not like Warner brothers. They don't have a ton of films. This is a big one. The investment's there. The money's there. You're the new fucking bond. You're the new fucking bond. Is that what this is? Yeah, I'm the first American bond. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this world losing its bitch. fucking mind? Hey, let me just say <laughs> no this. No wonder you've been we, walking around cocking a walk this. lately, you son of a bitch. Yeah, let me ahead. just say this, my friend. If we can have a British Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, we can have an American James Bond. Ooh. I'm sorry. How I'm dare you, sir? People love. Are elite. People, yeah. people love uh, our our English players that are playing our American heroes. An American can play a British hero. Just saying that. I, I Would I be okay that. with it? Even if I was there? I don't know. Because yeah. I am impartial to a British bond. Well, Scottish. Come on. Connery was Scottish. Well, Give we've seen. What, Would we've I seen, be okay we... with it? I don't know. Did the check cash? <laughs> then I'm good. <laughs> then I'm good. <laughs> Shell it up. But no, I mean, we just we just saw the crown with Gillian Anderson playing Margaret Thatcher. And there Meryl you go. playing Margaret Thatcher. So, there you go. I mean, we've seen Bryce American. Dallas Howard was Elton John's mom. That's true. Hey, That's people true. lost their damn minds when Craig was cast because he was blonde. If an American yeah. was James Bond, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. That's nah, true. I don't think that'll happen. Eddie Redmayne well, Brits... in Chicago? Oh, he wasn't. Nah, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it will. The Brits don't have much in terms of iconography. I know. I know. I, so I know. They, that's the they argument. They hold on to their ones like That's like, the argument. I like get crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you I don't know, though. I, they need to really. I, I want to see it, but uh, I'd be. I, of course, I would watch it, but I, I, I need the theater. I'm a theater guy. $600 million, man. That tells you the value of that franchise. Oh, and they didn't take it. Yeah, they didn't take it. Six but being that this is Craig's last one, you know, and from what I'm hearing happens in this film, it's kind of a big moment for Bond. Hmm. So. Is that way you can't release you? Do you kill Bond in the film? Is that what Are you in it, John? Mike? Are you in it, uh, Kalinowski? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Mm, I'm not giving you an exclusive. <laughs> oh! <laughs> goodness. All right. No All right. Exclusives yeah. today. Exclusives. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Let's, uh, anybody else want to chime in on this or should we move I on? Would- 
I was gonna ask Brett yep. as like the only person with a family how he feels about like oh He's I get to get, like shit. not take my kids to go see Wonder Woman and save you know one hundred twenty dollars. There he is. There oh, he is. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Brett? I was eating some peanuts. <laughs> Life's like a can of peanuts. Um, I got some too. Sorry, I was gonna so do everything's that. the same no matter what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what's your question, Ben, about the kids? Well, like, because I mean, you know, we're all talking about like uh, from like the movie nerd perspective. How's your actual like, financial? Like, okay, you pay fifteen bucks a month for HBO Max, and now you're getting all the big comic book movies, and you know, like, and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> you're the probably the only one, <laughs> right? Well, I think I again, my kids are different. They've never, they've actually never really enjoyed the the movie theater experience to the point where like like and 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 thankfully to me because it is very expensive to take a family of four to the movie theater so to me you know i don't want them to go away or anything like that i think movie theaters will come back and they definitely aren't aren't this isn't the death of theaters or anything like that but to me um, I think that you know it just it doesn't really affect us that much because first of all even with the age differences between my kids too like right now we could never agree on anything it's either too kiddish or too <laughs> scary for my daughter you know so um, yeah I, I I don't know it's uh, I, I'm, I'm not in that uh, film fanatic I'd like to go myself. I'd really mm-hmm. like to go myself and see something, and I even more so than I used to, because I had kind of fallen off, and now not having that, just something different um, than just you know laying in bed and crying would be great right now. <laughs> oh my That's god! That's exactly what That's I was nice. gonna say. Um, Is that a streaming service? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> laying in bed and crying. Um, I I like what Alex mentioned earlier. I feel like a lot of people throughout, like before the pandemic, obviously people weren't headed out to the theaters that often. It wasn't something that we saw. We saw a decline in that. But I think that we've noticed throughout the pandemic and quarantine that we're kind of taking, we took a lot of things for granted. Like we, we just didn't appreciate a lot of stuff that we had. And now that it's gone, we do miss it. So I think that once it's actually safe, I do think that people are going to head out to the theaters when they don't have to worry about uh, getting sick or, or um, being around like a a huge crowd when you just don't have to think about that stuff anymore. I think people actually are going to head out to the theaters. And one more thing, I'm really bad. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I'm so bad at watching big movies at home. I Mm. get so distracted by everything around me. Like I'll get up and go eat and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot to pause it. Like, it's just, when I'm in the theater, I'm in a completely different mindset and I just can't have that experience at home. So I'm actually watching a huge movie uh, in a few hours. And this is gonna be my first time watching one of these Gosh. big ones um, at home. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping, I'm gonna put everything away. I'm gonna eat beforehand. I'm gonna try not <laughs> to get distracted, but this is kind of the first one for me where I kind of see how this is gonna fare for 2021. Hmm. Okay. Nice tumble brag though, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What's the- oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw like, I've gone to the drive-in quite a bit and i might go to one tonight um like i saw mank ma rainey's black bottom and uh probably see the prom tonight and those are like movies that i would have loved to see in the regular theater with a bunch of people but like drive-ins are the best that i can get right now and so like i'm enjoying that mm, okay yeah R- roca we um mcclung and i uh took a yeah. jaunt down to irvine to see tenant down right. there and this before the regal closed this was like one of the last regals that was open in the mm. country mm-hmm. uh you know and I loved, you know, the experience, but also kind of was like, hmm, I would have loved to have seen this at home so I could put the subtitles on. Mm. I don't understand the, what the hell these people are saying in this film. And that's 
Nolan and his sound mixing, but right. it was still the experience. It was still worth it. I, I do think what Sabrina says, I don't know, Ryan, if you remember this, but we were back when DC Movie News, we were live and stuff and we were able to uh, right. have a studio. Yeah. I remember saying, this was back when Wonder Woman was talked about being pushed and this is back in March. So I was like, oh, can you imagine guys in September when the, this is all over and it's behind us and people want to go back to theaters and Wonder Woman's the one that they go to, that movie's going to kill because like what Sabrina said, people will want to go to theaters. Yeah. They'll want to get out. It's like with Disney. Disney's going to be overrun when it's finally, you know, I agree to that. I think we'll reach a point where people would just want to get, you hear people saying, I miss hugging people. Mm-hmm. I miss being able to go to a bar. So I think that initial push will be huge. But after that, once the dust settles and we're back to what our new normal will be, yeah. that's going to be the telling time. But yeah. I, th- I don't like this rest in peace theaters thing that people are throwing. There's no, there's no way in hell. Yeah. No. Theaters, theaters are not good. They're going to be limited. There's not. Maybe we won't have as many, and some of them, unfortunately, are going to disappear. But yeah. this is not something that people are going to stop. There, there, there will be a drive to go back again, and there will be, you know, something. You know, it's just a matter of when we get better. I got to tell you, I'm not an anti-vaxer. I'm nervous about taking a vaccine. See, you know, I don't want to be a a, a a guinea pig. I, I, you know, when they say it's like it's seventy six percent effective, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent's better for me. But uh, <laughs> you know, I guess I'll give it a whirl. Maybe I'll take the bullet for the rest of the family. Who knows? But uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a weird thing because I don't think that it's anybody, any particular group of people that are nervous about this. I think we're all kind of like, yeah, I'd love a vaccine, but I'd also love to really, really know that it's going to work. Also, the the weird thing happening, sorry, 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 go ahead. Oh no, well, there's other parts of the country um, when talking about movie theaters where people have to drive like 30 miles or even more and it's just not as accessible to them. And that's where it's kind of like, do you want to take that huge trip? Do you want to pay that money? Obviously, where we're mostly in los angeles so we can go just a few miles and see a movie anywhere plus we get oscar type of films we get independent films mm-hmm. you're gonna definitely probably see a decline like in portrait of a lady on fire was one of my favorite films i saw in a theater that was my favorite theater experience and a lot of people didn't get the chance to see it parasite as well parasite was talked about won the oscar a lot of people had not seen it at that point and so i just it it's just sad because People are going to be missing out on things unless it's these huge temple films. Yeah, it's like yeah, Order sixty six for the theaters, but there's still some Jedi yeah. floating out there, you know. Like, yeah, they're John, going to burn. yeah, They'll be back. Uh, John, also, you probably could answer this um, because before all the pandemic started, and I think yeah. there was it has kind of had taken a back seat in the news. There was that idea that, or the thing that the government was going to roll back those regulations that were implemented. Uh, um, Brett, I see you know yeah, talk yeah. about right, where there were like the studios controlled theaters and mm-hmm. there was this big legislation put in i i want to say back in the i don't know 40s 50s or 60s where that broke that up and it allowed yeah, yeah. individual theaters but then it said now we're getting rid of that so now there's this talk that the studios can own their own theaters and yep. that controls what they show mm-hmm. how do you guys think about like i mean that hasn't been talked about because this virus took over but it's still there well i mean al capitan is quaint because of that but if you start to see other, because Netflix has been negotiating, I mean, they bought, I think, Egyptian and Arrow, and they're looking at uh, buying other, Amazon Prime has talked about buying theaters. So wow. I think that is a possibility. And I think people would be okay with it if it's a way to keep theaters alive and functioning yeah. and out there for people to watch. In a normal situation, like maybe a year ago, you hear that, 
people are like, no, because they're to control the content. <laughs> only this kind of movie, only these kinds of movies that are connected to the studio, we have to show, you should leave these theaters wide open, blah, blah, blah. So I think now that things are changed, have changed, it's not a negative necessarily for these studios to buy these theaters and put their stuff in there for people to enjoy. You know, yeah. what do you think, Brett? I think well, with what Sabrina's saying, then that w who that really is going to hurt are the yeah. the rural communities where you have to drive a half an hour to because yeah. now if we're splitting them up by studios, then it's going to be like oh I've got to go half hour this way for mm -hmm. this one and half hour this way for that one you know right. um, yeah that's that's something I just actually thought of right now so I don't that I was like oh, I kind of like the idea but then oh no. Maybe I don't. Yeah. I like the idea if it means that the the ticket prices may go down and you can get some more people there because you you're cutting out the middleman and maybe they're not relying so much on you know five hundred dollar cokes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know. The other aspect of this is HBO Max is not on Roku and I don't think it's on Amazon oh, Fire. Yeah, so right. you know if you want to do this big announcement and blah 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 and own the news cycle. Well, get your asses in a negotiating room and put HBO Max on fucking Roku. Like enough is enough already with this cat and mouse or this uh, tete a tete you guys are having. 46 million people use Roku and you're not taking advantage of the fact that that could be an increase in your subscriber base, increase in your profit. As, as Kalinowski right. pointed out earlier, leaving that much money on the table, like yeah. here's a way to recoup that money by getting all those people involved. I think that's the number for Roku. There is a workaround. You you can get it in a Yeah, as fuck a that. I tried. Fuck that, man. I shouldn't oh, no. have to I shouldn't have to take 10 steps to see your shit. Oh, no, I no. That. It's it's through Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has a hub that is HBO Max, they have HBO Max, Showtime, and Stars, and and that's how we've accessed it through our. Do you have to pay stuff. extra for it? Well, you pay. You're paying for you know HBO Max. But if I have but... HBO, because I still have cable, I'm one of those archaic motherfuckers with cable still. If I have if I have cable, that's how I get HBO Max because I have cable. So, oh my God, kiss my ass. So if I have to, <laughs> if I have to go, do I get to do that workaround if I have Amazon Prime as well? That I don't know. Ah. I, I th I'm, I'm guessing it would. I mean, because it's, it's still the you, you still have you're paying for the service, yeah. and I think it's just another way of viewing it because they, I, you know, the concerns about not being able to see it on with the okay. Roku. No, we could all just hang out in my apartment and huddle around my laptop and watch. <laughs> yes. <Dune>. yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. Well, let us know. I don't know if they clip this out. Let, let us know if you want what you think about the <laughs> HBO Max. 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minute clip out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all clip. Maybe, maybe someone will do some editing. Let us know what you thought about it down there in the comment section below. So like and subscribe to the stuff we do here on SEN. All right. Uh, listen, we're at only 518. I say only because we crossed 500 early. Come on, people. Yeah. I know you've enjoyed the conversation, but start sending in some more Streamlabs, Smobots, and Super Chats. We do owe a hundred that $150 homie a couple of impressions, so we get mm -hmm. those through near the end of the show. But keep sending in your Streamlabs, Super Chats, Smobots as we go on. Um, Alex, do we have any other news topics, or should we get into these Streamlabs as Let's it's 1120? Yeah, let's get into Streamlabs, okay. just because I'm sure this uh, some of these questions will spark other conversations. Sure, Ooh. sure. All right, Wolf of Ball Street. <laughs> okay, discuss! Yeah. <laughs> Hilfa, Hilfa, Hilfa. One of the funniest scenes in the movie. Anyways, y'all's thoughts on Westbrook trade <sighs> to Wizards? Thank yeah! you. Yeah! Brett, you're funny. Brina, you're sweet. Goddard, you're awesome. Ryan, super nice. Alex, so cool. Roka, you're like great Apache leader. Love you all. But oh, Jesus, that's oh. very kind. And uh, Mike is very cool too. Yeah. Very, 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 
first of all, Wolf of Ball Street. Uh, you should get an extra credit for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if anyone else was. Uh, I'm sure Ben can chime in on this as the NBA fan himself. But I love the mm. idea of Westbrook going to the Wizards. I think we needed an alpha for quite some time. Wall was never the alpha. He was a diva alpha, constantly getting injured. I'm happy that we're making this move. That contract was an albatross around the organization's neck. So the fact that we were able to get rid of it and get Westbrook in the process, pretty incredible. If he's back healthy, then I'm excited to see what he can do. He can collapse the defense, get Beal some wide open shots. How he works with Huchimura, or Ruchimura is going to be interesting as well. So for me overall, I love this idea. I have been excited about a free agent coming to the Wizards like this since Chris Webber. So I like this idea. Anybody else? I'm yeah. curious because like, uh, whatever you know, metrics you want to put on the Rockets, it was worse when he was on the floor, right? Uh, with Harden, so I'm curious to see how, how him and Beal work together. But you know, uh, and then you know, maybe that'll keep uh, James Harden in Houston. We'll see what coach they have uh, for John Wall. So I'm curious about it. I don't. I mean, yeah. these aren't my teams either way, but I'm curious to see how both experiments work. I just don't understand how you have two point guards. I don't understand the Houston idea of having right. two point guards. It makes no fucking sense to have two starting point guards on your starting five, right? I, I think it's crazy that the, you're right. It was the whole contract. I'm glad they got out of it. And uh, it's an experiment. I hope he comes back healthy. That, mm. That's all I can say. Going to football, you know, some players just never fully recover is all I yeah. can say. And uh, yeah. then they get these big contracts and hurt the team overall. So yeah. I hope he yeah. fully recovers. Big contracts, Anthony Davis, Oof. five years. Wow. And like you're, you're still kind of seeing the effects of the big 2016, 2017 salary cap raised mm -hmm. year Ooh. with like Chris Paul is even being traded. And I feel like at some point, Chris Paul, John Wall, Russell Westbrook will all end up on a different team next year just because mm. like they're just trying these experiments and, like it's good for I think it's Steven Silas who's um yeah, coaching, uh, coaching the, Rockets. the Rockets now. Yeah. And they have like Demarcus Cousins too. So it'll be a it's it's all time for uh experimenting right now and I and Rockets are kinda meh. So yeah. Marzonia contract, Chris Paul. Oh my gosh. Marzonia. I love it. Marzonia, I think you might be coming on game time soon, brother. I love this idea. <laughs> I love this concept. Go ahead, man. And I think Roko agreed that the talkies didn't ruin the theater experience. <laughs> so they'll stick around. That's my Good point on that sports talk. Brett's What's just mad he's losing right. his, uh, his job at the back of the theater playing the piano. What about Alex? What's next? All right, next one from Zaflirt and Flouse fan. Hey, Brett, Ooh. quick question. What's the possibility of bringing Zaflirt and Flouse for one more episode before the end of the year? Could we set a price oh. goal? He's what the world needs right now. Ooh. I bet we could set a price goal, um, but I'd have to talk to my wife about it because, like I said, Zaflirt and Flouse left because I enjoy intercourse. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, having that tuft and walking around the house was not was killing my game, folks. Um, Wait, and so it's, it's hard enough when you're Vikings, four... but. That's the same haircut as like the show Vikings. That's true. It's close. The shave is she thinks is hot. Having okay. a tuft up there, not so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a hat in the bedroom, not so hot. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. We'll see. Uh, right. We'll see. <laughs> That's, we can get into this uh, more now. Uh, Tanzier13 is asking. Uh, uh, Please don't. <laughs> Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. And now Solid Snake. I'm not ready. MGS is my favorite video game franchise, and having him play Snake is blowing my mind. I'm worried of the writers and how 
complicated the story is, but having the Isaac, but having Isaac attached gives me hope. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but mm. um, Ben, I know you're a video game guy too. What did what do you think of this news? I've never played these. I've never played any of the Solid Snake games, uh, mm. so I'm kind of out of the loop here. Uh, you know, people doing the side by side comparison on Twitter right now. Oscar Isaac and anything is great though. Like mm. you know, you can literally do anything, and I'm gonna be excited for it. So I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never played it either. I, I know him from like Super Smash Bros. <laughs> that, that's where exactly. exactly. That's <laughs> but, the only uh, time I've ever used Solid Snake is in Smash Bros. I, I think now that he's out of Star Wars, this has freed him up a little bit more. And you, you're right, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac is great and everything. But I mean, X Men Apocalypse. That was a. That's how you don't use him. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled that he's he's passionate uh, about this role and he's excited for it. I'm I am a, a big. Uh, Metal Gear Solid guy like that was my first PS2 game that I loved was that game and it's interesting I'm more on board with this casting than I am with him as Moon Knight because uh, okay. as John and I know J- John and I are big Moon Knight fans yeah. so I don't envision him as, as Mark Spector and it, it's a weird that's a weird casting for me and I don't mm. doubt it because he's such a good actor but yeah. Metal Gear and, and Solid Snake fits more into it the games like the, the chat said are so dense it is there's some stories as the later games get on that is so, I think his name is Hideo Kojima. Hideo, I don't know his last name. Hideo, H-I-D-E-O is his first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I'm saying it wrong. Are so out there and the games, it's not just like a straight spy film. It's not just mm-hmm. a straight espionage type thing. It's it's weird. They're, they get very weird. So I hope they kind of keep it more grounded, but I know fans of the game, because uh, it's worldwide, that game has such a following. Mm-hmm. I know they love that kind of out there craziness and um but uh, yeah, it's a game that i've been really wanted to see as a movie so that's exciting but mm-hmm. yeah it's I a lot to, my... it's a lot to cut it's a lot to put out there man it's, it's, it's a yeah. series i feel like i feel like if i feel like video game adaptations just need to be like hbo shows yeah, yeah. like that just because mm-hmm. the stories are so intricate and long and like yeah. we've seen video game movies just they just don't work they just don't work unfortunately like the, the mm-hmm. translation just isn't there so I'm excited for I'm excited to see what they do with the Last of Us series because that's such a good story. But like I've already seen it and I've already played it, so I'm wondering like right. what deviations they're gonna make and who they cast. But I'm glad that it's a series, not a movie, because I was like, there's no way they could do this in a movie. There's no way they could co- cover everything in a movie. Also, yeah. Jordan Jordan Vote Roberts is behind this, and yeah. I know he's been he's been like posting onto social media about this for a very very long time. And I kind of trust him as a filmmaker when somebody's really passionate about something that they can definitely do it justice. And it's it's very evident that he is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting too that like he walks away from Star Wars and says like, it's cool, yeah. I did that. And, he, and there was rumors. $20. Oh, thank you. Brett, hey, is there PC. a play date today or do you hate your 18 loyal fans? <laughs> it truly is the bastard show of Senator Ohi Mike. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we're having one today. I was just actually going to text uh, Kate and our producer, Ian. But, yeah, we had a uh, we, the holiday and whatever. But, yeah, we'll, 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 come, we'll come check you out, I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll hit Kate up right now and uh, make sure that that's going down. It's See, the, the thing with that show is it's supposed to be in a studio right now. <laughs> and the whole pitching a show and how to make a show and what to turn it into thing, it has kind of got a little uh, too long of doing that. We're supposed to be in studio doing sketches and, and fun mm. things. But, yes, we love talking with you, and I, 
I'm pretty sure it's going down today. So that a, that's a that's a half answer. There that's you go. A, a ninety-five percent yes. That's let me let me get the old texty out. Money well um, spent. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, I lost my train of you thought lost, again. You lost Star Wars. And... Yeah, yeah, he left Star. So th- that that should say something to Star Wars though, right? To the pre- to the that new trilogy. Like he said, oh, I'm gonna go back to doing things that I really enjoy doing. Everyone thought. Oh, hold on, mom. Everyone thought he was gonna go off and. And do you know, like, do the smaller independent films? And here he is taking on essentially two franchises. Uh, so that should tell well, yeah. you, like, it never was a. It was it like was a, an issue about franchise versus independent no. movie. It's about right. Star Wars. Yeah. It was like uh, people. Uh, Michael Keaton makes Birdman, which is a movie that hails against franchises and big blockbusters, and then he does Spider Man. Right. <laughs> coming back for Batman. Yeah. Exactly. It's like he's just he just he's like oh. Okay, so if I do a good independent film, then I get the paychecks. Okay, yeah. I'll take the paychecks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like those people that go, "I'm happy being the size I am," and then they lose a hundred pounds. Look how much I lost. And it's like, well, which is it? Which is it? <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You, have, anyway. you can have both. You can definitely have both. So. I love Oscar Isaac in the smaller films. Inside Lewin Davis is one of my favorite films ever. Really good. Um, oh. So I, I like this little mix that he's doing. I think he's going to take on these franchises, but still come back and um, do those smaller films. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree that he could do both. Absolutely. Um, all right. What's our next thing, Alex? All right. From Marvel Man Mike. He says, Star Trek update from the official Trekkie correspondent of SEN. Another truly awesome episode of Discovery in a season that's been absolutely brilliant. Okay. Can't believe we're getting actors like Janet Kidder and David Cronenberg. And next week looks epic. Mm. Wow. Thank you very much. Okay. Cool. Marvel Man Mike. the talent. Wow. Uh, all right, we got half an hour left on this show. We're only at five forty. I don't know what's going to happen. Does Kalinowski have to take his shirt off? Is that what we got to yeah, do? Yeah, that ain't happening right now. Come on, that let's get happening. it to a thousand. That's... Both Goddard and Kalinowski takes their shirt off at a thousand. I didn't have do to. not want to see that. <laughs> There's a reason I've been wearing sweats since July. <laughs> I love when skinny guys complain. They've gained five extra pounds. Fuck you. Try to be this size. <laughs> well, what was it like? That, that thing went viral on Twitter. Is like, Dave, do you want to feel sad? Uh, in the Santa Claus, Tim Allen ballooned to a whopping 194 pounds. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, whopping. That is not the news I needed today. <laughs> whopping. Oh, I remember 195. I think it was 18. All right. Anyway, what's uh, the next thing, Alex? Marvel Man Mike's back and saying, I agree. I agree that I personally found this week's Mandalorian the best of the season. Such oh, great really? direction from Rodriguez. Give me a full movie and felt like a Star Wars movie rather than a Clone Wars episode. Intrigued to see the last two episodes of season two. Hmm, I could see that. Good thoughts. Good thoughts, my friend. That's what I was thinking, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Keep going, All Alex. Right. Next one from Garth Harkness McMurray. This was my uh, favorite episode of The Mandalorian heart. just because of everything that happened. Much better entertainment than back when Roka and I would sit in the cave and watch the tribe leaders by the fire using hand shadows <laughs> to tell stories to us sometimes. Yeah, but look at you and look at me, pal. Come on. All right, keep going. <laughs> Marvel Man Mike the back theater. again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember theaters were first created. I said it would never work. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, Marvel Man Mike's back saying... Uh, oh shit, guys! I know you probably can't play for copyright reasons, but there's a Whitney Houston song called "I'm Your Baby Tonight" doing the rounds on Twitter because it's literally the cartoon X-Men theme. Go listen for yourself. Trust oh, me. Oh, I have listened to that. And, like it came up last year, and I was like, oh my god, this is the theme. And like now it's just a frequent bop on my. On, is it the on one where the guy's putting now. the lyrics to it? Right? Is that the one? I'm your baby. Tonight. Um, the X-Men theme. No, no, no. There's no, a guy. Oh, there's a guy on the internet that put lyrics to it. It's pretty awesome. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's really? literally just a Whitney Houston song that's just. Dun, 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 dun. No, yeah. I remember that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm your, your baby, baby tonight. tonight. Yeah, I just hadn't yeah. heard that song until last year. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait, the there was something you did on your live show, and I didn't bring this up, but you said something. You sang a Linkin Park song or something. You sang a song, no, Arctic Monkeys, Arcade. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you said, and apparently this is a uh, cover. And I mean, it was like, <laughs> and Roka, you would have, your mind would have been blown. What was it? It was, it was, a, it's an old. Uh... It was a uh, Baby I'm Yours. Yeah, Baby, Baby I'm Yours. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't realize it was a cover! <laughs> that's so much that's so much baby i'm your we did the 90s recasting of knives out with me and sabrina and sabrina cast jonathan taylor thomas she's like i don't know who this guy is but i heard he was big in the 90s oh. <laughs> it's just like oh i've my never God. seen this man in my life who is that? i've JTT. never seen this man <laughs> when why does everyone love him so much i think we uh, can get him on sc love at this point you probably yeah, could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right alex all right um from trash panda hey all had an interesting thought while i was stoned last night does okay. religion exist in the mcu after the snap were people yanked from the afterlife Ooh. do they remember what they saw earth alone would be a ripple effect earth well, alone would, would a ripple effect if beliefs were challenged like that Oh, wait, they're doing oh. that in a Disney film. Let Check me out the left. But even the even the population, like you wonder, yeah. okay, it's been five years and they've adjusted to, you know, half the population being on. How are they gonna mm -hmm. adjust to everyone being unfortunately all those people that, you know, died from planes falling on them and, you know, cars <laughs> with no drivers crashing into them, like they're mm -hmm. not coming back. But like, how are they going to adjust with, you know, basically three and a half billion people being yeah. snapped back just like out of nowhere? Let me say this in, on behalf of my friend Mikey Christmas and I. Oh, all boy. these people who whined about the end of Man of Steel and all those people died. They sure <laughs> as fuck had no problem with all these people dying at the end of Avenger or during that five year gap when all that snap happened. They sure as fuck didn't have an issue with that, did they? So, you know, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> consistency, people, consistency in your criticism. It's important. That's that's uh, the point, Roka. Can be consistent in your criticism. You can right. take the crap out of someone, but give it to both things. Exactly. What you're, you know, put the same glasses on that you look at these things. Because so, Endgame it, didn't glorify the destruction that was in Man of Steel, nor it did it have, glorified. It was a glorified. Oh my gosh. It was Are like, oh my know? God, why is this happening? All these people might be dying. At least that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I wasn't literally going. you saw bodies being EDM based yeah. slammed into the pavement. <laughs> It was crunchy. And then, uh, and then uh, oh Superman God. literally moves out of the way. <laughs> Instead of like taking on like, oh, I'm going to stop this tanker truck. He uh, moves out of the way casually. And, and then the entire building <laughs> collapses behind him. He's like, oh. nothing would Nothing would freak, freak Sabrina out more. She turns to her left at the electric, at the Disney carnival. What is it? Electric, uh, what is it? That thing? Electric in Vegas? Electric right? EDC? The EDC. No, the EDC. She turns to her left at the EDC. And I'm there going, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Once this is all over, we're going out, Roka. Like, I want to hit up the brewery with you. We're going to the Let's raves. Do I don't care. Let's do it. I love EDM concert. I'm a man. I love that shit. All right. Uh, what do we got next, Alex? Marvel Man Mike back once again. Marvel Joker. Man Mike. <laughs> Respectfully, sir, there was more to the Letitia Wright thing than your oversimplification. She also went full QAnon, claiming that a cabal of Satan worshippers were controlling people and throwing in transphobia to boot. Full mm -hmm. religious zealotry. Yeah. 
Well, that's fair, but I was only Roka. focusing on right. the vaccination yeah, part yeah. of it. That's I think Roka, fair. I wasn't excusing. Yeah, yeah, I think that the problem because I kind of reached into that more last night, and I yeah. didn't want to click on the video because I don't want to give justification to that. But right, right, right. in there, it's a lot of transphobia stuff. It's really like it could have been effective. She could have just watched a little bit on the anti-vax and posted, but it was so. And we've all been guilty of this of retweeting something that you just see the initial part of, but then you go and you're like, oh god, this doesn't look good. Yeah. And now this morning, I don't know if you guys covered it. She backtracked real fast. Yeah, of course, because Black and, Panther's on the line. I backtracked. I, yeah, I, I backtracked I, too. I saw the all the Okoye's going to get a promotion pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> but I did those videos. It was those videos they did like a Ben Affleck sad meme, and it was yeah, all like, yeah. the agents, manager, and uh, agents right now. They're all like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, something the publicist happened. was like quick. chugging whiskey, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Damn, like, what are we gonna do? Oh here? yeah, it was like those four pictures of Ben Affleck, like, <laughs> yes. just, like so on the beach smoking a cigarette. Like, yes, <laughs> it's like dragon tattoo. You know, you know, you know, Winston what? just speed dial Coogler. So, uh, you know, Mbaku could be a good Black Panther. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was like what? a guy with a cigarette like this, and it was like, uh, uh, who's the director? I can't think of his name. Uh, Ryan Coogler. He's like Ryan Coogler rewriting Black Panther for the third time. <laughs> 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 it's Giuliani God damn it! You, you got a voice, you know, especially you're someone like Oops, was that me? Pay no mind, I will just keep spewing bullcrap out of my mouth instead Juliana Farts donated that Oh, oh thank perfect. you, Juliana Nice I appreciate that <laughs> um, with, with the Letitia Wright um, stuff just i'm not saying anything negative against her she needs to yeah. be a little bit more responsible when you have a large platform even though all of us have been guilty of that none of us are the Letitia rights or the other celebrities that will just spread misinformation right, because right. on the internet people will read it and just be like oh yeah that's true and then run with it and it's, right. it's kind of crazy when you think about it so it's just holding yourself accountable being more responsible with the platform that you have yeah my, my only point say, was we can't be so fucking precious that right. subjects can't be talked about or uh, uh, avenues uh, can't be explored. Conversation is essential to achieve a solution to issues and there's nothing wrong with having those conversations. It's when people grab one thing and then run with it. I, but like with the Letitia thing, there's, uh, as you said, there's a lot more involved here. And, so, yeah, and Rook, what you said, like, it's adults and, and what she did and, and you say who she is to a lot of people, that is yeah. their first experience to a black superhero all these young girls yeah, and that's what they look to you. I mean, you talk about influencers and I hate that term and I hate what it is, but, <laughs> and, and she is not one per se, but you've got these people that are little girls looking up to the follower on Twitter, this and that, and they see that. And then they go and they, they don't know to look into it. They don't know yeah. everything behind transphobia right, and right. they just see that, Oh, anti-vaccine is this. And they go off and it's, it's mm -hmm. you, you, people are just like, Oh, don't this and this with her. It was like, you got to understand what you reach a platform and the level. Yeah. People look to you whether that's right or wrong, and, and right, you know, absolutely. Hey. And the QAnon shit is wrong. All right, uh, what's yeah. the next thing, Alex? Next one from Evil John Madden. I'm actually oh, no. happy all these movies are going to streaming. When I went to the movies, I'd go at weird times because I needed to needed it to be empty. People suck. They talk, bring babies, get on phones, and when they cheer slash scream, I miss the next line of dialogue. Uh. Well, this is my point. If you make it exclusive, then you know, mm. and you, people know, like, these are the fucking rules. You show up, you shut the fuck up, and you watch the movie. If you're on your phone, you're out. If you're opening and making loud noise about it, and your kids are, you're out. All this stuff, like, that needs to happen. So then your $50 ticket now buys you this full, relaxed experience where you can savor the movie at the optimal level. 
I yeah, John, like, uh, I mean, oh, go ahead, Mike, go ahead. being here in L.A., and you guys probably know this, like, the difference between going to an AMC and going to the Arclight. Yeah. That's right. two different movie-going experiences. Like, and I love the AMC. I have the movie yeah, pass. Yeah. They've got the best popcorn of any theater, I think. Arclight, their popcorn is terrible. Their soda's terrible. Oh, it's uh, so it's bad. Awful. I agree. It's awful. You don't, get free, you don't even get free defend it, Alex. I know you're an Arclight yeah. stand. Oh. I know you are, Alex. I agree. Dude, I, 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 I go to refills. Home. You don't when get I was, refills. When I was going yeah, to screenings, I hated it's seeing the not. popcorn out there. I was like, I'm not going to eat that oh, bomb. It's so bad. Wait. I didn't know oh. this was a point of oh, contention. Yeah. So oh, it's bad. awful. Yeah. AMC popcorn is in incredibly awful. I disagree. It's what? AMC popcorn? I Chef's You're kiss. Alex, insane. don't make me out Chef's you for kiss. what you did during 1917. I'll out you <laughs> oh, right here. What'd you do, Alex? Wait, what did I do? What did I What'd do? You do? He fell asleep oh, in 1917. Oh Alex. 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 Oh, uh, you yeah, know what? Yeah. You're not on game time anymore. Uh, and I, I thank him for the invite because it was a Q&A with Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins. <laughs> wow. He fell asleep during the movie. It was a minute. Oh, my God, man. Oh. You asked me what happened afterwards. Like, oh, oh God. Maybe I shouldn't have asked, like, what did I do? Okay. Was it during the death scene, Alex? Was it during oh, the death boy. scene? Huh? Uh, it yeah, John, it's, it's like it says, like, uh, the arc light though, the experience, like, and I, yeah. it's not an, ex I mean, it's exclusive. It's no more expensive than AMC, but I never see families there or, 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 or like groups of young kids. It's right. really much, or, or if they are, it's like people go there cause they want to see the movie. Yep. You don't talk. They bring in the usher at the beginning of it, you know, this yeah. and that it's a great experience for a movie. So, and it's no more expensive than anything else. So yeah. that's maybe going to be the way. Cause I get it. I get it. And the, you know, how many of us have been in a the theater? Like, why are you bringing your entire family? But maybe that family, can't it's not a babysitter because that's money that they could use for the theater so it's yeah Brett, give take, so i always try and look yeah, at it like Brett. yeah it sucks that this kid this five-year-old's here at this rated r movie at 10 p.m at night but there's other extenuating circumstances that yeah. this person wants to see the movie there's no babysitter babysitter canceled uh yeah so mm. this is going to give some choices some options but you yeah. know I what? haven't paid for a babysitter up until two years ago when we had a group of friends here and we wanted to all go to a trivia night before Thanksgiving. So I met, but I also never took a baby to a movie theater. So oh. I will say that. Um, and I have a big announcement. Stop the presses. Brett oh. and Kate's play date is on today. 1.30 PD. <laughs> PD? PD. That means PT. PD. All the news here. PD. Um, yeah, so come on down, come check us out. We have stuff planned, not really. We're gonna talk. Um, no, it's just a lot of fun, and we really interact with the fans. And um, as much as we joke about it being a small group, um, it's it's really a nice time for myself and Kate. Um, and uh, we really like to interact and have a good time and just go on tangents. There you go. There you have it. There All you right. have it. That's All what right. your money's going for. Couple of yeah, knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah, a couple of knuckleheads over there. <laughs> uh, all right, Alex, let's keep going. And by the way, we got what five hundred. We uh, we crossed over six hundred. Also, it looks like oh. we're not going to make that thousand unless four of you come in in the next twenty minutes with a hundred dollars <laughs> each. It does not look like we're going to get that thousand. I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. But you know that's the way it goes sometimes in life. Uh, you know, if you guys can't hit the mark, I guess you can't hit the mark. I guess. Um, I don't know. Your now dads might not be pretty right now. Now you're shaming them. Right. Now you're. <laughs> <laughs> what would your dad say? Yeah, right, his, dad, his daddy. 
You're sad. Was that John Goodman and Revenge of the Nerds? When I look around this room, I see a bunch of cowards. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. John Madden says, I know a lot of people say Dave Chappelle is the GOAT, but people really have to see Bill Burr. He has been the best for about a decade. I just rewatched Paper Tiger on Netflix. Amazing. He gives no shits. I love how he calls out the SJWs and PC idiots. Bro, 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 bro. It's, I love it's you. Too, it's, it's, it's apples <laughs> and oranges, I think, with the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's not, it's not, Chappelle is not the GOAT. Let's put that on the table. Eddie is the GOAT. Eddie will always be the GOAT. Nobody can touch Eddie. Eddie, okay. okay. Eddie is the GOAT. Eddie, George, or not Richard George Carlin? Pryor. Or not Richard George Pryor. Carlin? No, I wouldn't put Carlin as the GOAT. Really? I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't. For okay. me, it's either Eddie or Richard. Those are the okay. two. What do you got? I mean, Brett, you've done comedy. Who'd yeah, I'm, I, I don't. In what context? Of that being greatest just, comedian ever. Oh, oh greatest comedian. That, oh, okay. Yeah, that's tough for me. Yeah. Stand oh, comedian. geez. Stand up. Yeah. Stand up. Sorry. Stand-up. I, okay. Eddie, I, I would. I'm gonna go Carlin because Ooh. of just span mm. of of you know just like jokes, but also just really being edgy and yeah. getting messages out there and and really. And I love his that's whole uh, uh, his bit about how re- your vote actually doesn't count and oh. that the government wants to the keep big you corporations. Dumb. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to. They don't want smart people voting they they want to keep no, of course not. so yeah 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 what brett said like think about how many people now are like god can you imagine if carlin was alive right now oh yeah mm. it, it, no one's no one's clamoring for eddie murphy to make commentary on what's going on in the world true. like i think true yeah carlin man there was just something about him and and, and as i met i was a young kid so stuff half his stuff flew over my head that i discovered later mm-hmm. i mean god his, his favorite bit about the what the seven words you can't say on, yeah. on tv or, yeah. oh god brilliant yeah well, I mean, the whole namesake for Impolite Truths is from Darina's love of Carlin. Because nice. that's what we wanted to be the foundation for that show. Excellent, so excellent. Straight up, yeah. Um, all right, uh, what's next, Alex? Oh, Alex is gone. Oh, all Alex right. Anybody oh, I'm back, others? baby. I'm back. <laughs> and Garth McMurray, I agree. Bill Hicks also up there. Oh, Hicks? Yeah, I love um, Yeah, I wish his career wasn't cut off. He was He was a... Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh man, that belly laughter and also just edgy as hell, and he's he's one of my favorites. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Alex. All right. Senator Bail Orgasm says, yes. "Hello everyone. Just saw Kalinowski's reaction to the WAP video. I laughed when he pointed out the fountain with giant boobs squirting milk. <laughs> Have you all seen milk. it? And what are y'all's favorite Cardi songs or any rap songs? You first, Jamal." <laughs> Y'all have a great oh weekend. Jamal. Who's Jamal? Yeah, they still don't Who's know my. Jamal, uh, yeah. It was revealed on I think Wednesday that my first name actually starts with a J. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were gonna Jamal. set a dollar amount, so we hit a wow. thousand. There you go. But uh, uh, what was the question? Favorite What's your rap favorite songs? Cardi, Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Donated twenty dollars. Thank you. So today is my birthday, no. and I got to say it kinda sucks. First year mm-hmm. in forever, I'm not out with friends, going for dinner, having drinks. Can Anaconda Brett please, please turn this day around? Anaconda Brett? Uh, to make your birthday better? That's right. All right, let's see here. What's the matter? Why are you having such a horrible birthday? <laughs> what you need to do is go buy yourself a bunch of snakes and shave your balls with some manscape and just dance around with the snakes and just feel alive. Okay, man? But don't get them too big, because then they'll bite your face off. <laughs> Very nicely well done. done. <laughs> yeah, Happy birthday, I don't know. Chrissy. Very he's, well done. He's, 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 he's petering off, I think. 
<laughs> well, he only donated twenty, not a hundred. Yeah. So you're not going to get the full best anaconda. Go ahead, all right, Alex. What's next? Uh, wait, any anybody else have any rap songs to share? Uh, uh, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow, like yes. that. And the car is not great, but man, you get on a loudspeaker, that song bangs, dude. That song goes hard. I love the fact that both uh, Sabrina and even you both are the yes, yes, and I'm like, I couldn't tell you one of her songs. <laughs> <laughs> I know the WAP video and only because of people pointing it out to me, and I had to, to, to watch that thing. Uh, the and WAP video. I'm the WAP. WAPs are white Anglo-Saxon princesses, aren't yeah. they? Wops. No, yeah. that's WAPs. So I say that's WASPs. Oh, WASPs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. yeah. Get, your, get your derogatory racial slurs correct, man. It's a <laughs> Hey, I'm white. I can say about that one. That you is can. one I can yes, talk can. about. Right? That's one right. I can say something about. That's all you, brother, man. Cardi B, that's like a that was like a sexual Harry Potter, that video. Door robs made of dildos and whatnot. Yeah, and the filth and the flarn. All right, anyway. Flinging and flarn and the flarn and flarn. You put the bells in the people. You put the thing in the pudding in the pudding There you go, see me clearly. That's one. That's one. All right, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, good. That's a good rap tune. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have Alex? favorite rap artists, Eric you do? B and Rock Kim, that I mentioned the other nice. day. I burned, burned De La Soul, some old school, uh, yeah, uh, Tribe Called Quest, Far Side, um, and re most recently Run the Jewels. That live, somebody sent me a link to that live mm. concert for them to have that like breath control and do that live is amazing. Yep. And they're uh, they had Zach De La Roca and Pharrell is in a really cool tune on that one, um, and but also, mm -hmm. um, very uh, good message and what not so i love that as far as rap tunes go <laughs> <laughs> so all right what do we got alex uh shout out to childish campino and anderson pack and chance the rapper for me sure sure cool points. all right yeah bella says okay ben you looking really good with a facial hair oh. is it racist to say you look more mexican lol oh Sabrina. jesus <laughs> yes Sabrina, have you seen any of these small acts movies yet? Despite Letitia yeah. Wright acting up, Mangrove is so good. Yeah, not yet, but we're going to have a bunch of, we're going to have a review on all of them um, on First Cut, so stay tuned for that. They are so good. I think Lovers Rock and Mangrove are both going to be Best Picture noms. I, I think has, Steve McQueen has, could be a, a guy who has two films in Best Picture. Has the Boyega one dropped yet? It drops today. Today. Okay, all right. That's the one I've been Red, waiting for. Red, white, and blue tonight. I'm gonna watch that one and then go backwards and watch the other ones. And right. what's that on Hulu? It's on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. Prime. Got it, got it, got it. Got it. Go ahead, Alex. All right, next one from Shivan. Apparently, Disney is merging Hulu and Disney Plus. Thoughts on that? Now, this is not confirmed, but mm -hmm. uh, I see that Jeff Snyder has a article on Collider speculating about this. That um, uh, Collider is hearing that multiple Hulu executives have been leaving or let go. Uh, from the streaming service in anticipation of the wow. move that Hulu could fold into Disney Plus. So, what do you guys think of this if this actually happens? Shouldn't he be studying Schmodown instead? All right, anyway, all right. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's great. What do we? Yeah. What was the question? It's Hulu and Disney Plus. <laughs> I think it'd be fine because then it cheapens. Yeah. Look, they they've been selling Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN plus as a package so what does that do if you've bought the package do you get a discount right. do you get a refund oh. and, but either way less streaming services i think is not a bad thing more content on one streaming service it only makes sense a bigger mm -hmm. package always better hey yes. <laughs> yep Bingo. sound bite 
Thank you. Take those sho shoelaces. Yes, good to go. Uh, oh, oh, wait, hold on. One thing, I got to promote this. Um, guys, make sure you guys are aware. Hey, have you ever wanted... Have you been sitting around thinking you could take on people in the Schmodown like the Outlaw or Killer Kalinowski or take even Ben Goddard, even the Brett Sheridan, the undefeated Brett Bring Sheridan? It. If you've been thinking that you could take us on, well, there is an audition. That's right. Christian Harlov has put this out. You can audition to be in the draft of the Schmoda. That's insane. If you remember last year, draft had all kinds of drama. Some guy just made a big deal out of it. I can't remember his name right now. Made a big deal out about where he was drafted. It was, you know, all kinds of things happen at the draft. You know, you want to be there. And Christian Harloff is giving an opportunity to get yourself placed in the draft. You have to send a one minute video telling why you'd be great in the Schmoda, what makes you great in the Schmoda, and how much you love the Schmoda. You send it to mtsaudition at gmail. Dot com. Make sure you list your favorite movies, what division you think you could hang in, and then cut a promo. Good luck with that. Against any Schmodown personality <laughs> and see if you have what it takes to hang in the Schmodown. Once again, that's at MTS, capital letters, MTS, audition at gmail.com. Send it in. Trust me, Christian is looking at all. I mean, there's nothing he enjoys more than spending an afternoon listening to you all tell him oh, how yeah. much you love his show. So please put that out there. Send it in. Audition for yourself. See if you can get involved. And who knows? You might get drafted and play alongside some of the people you're looking at on the screen right now. So, and that. even better yeah. yet, if you're famous, if you're famous, do it too. <laughs> oh, taking shots at Kevin right? Smith? Are no, no, shot. I'm just saying. Oh, Cheryl! Oh! Coming, saying... For, coming for the ball rat. Oh! <laughs> Got again, you clerks. Oh, Not right. at all. I was just saying we need lots of famous people to make it more popular. <laughs> Wow, you just slapped Kevin Smith in the face. I love it. All right. Well, all right. Alex, <laughs> we will see. Uh, 50 Shades of Geek says, Ben, what do you mean video games don't work? There's no, not that one. Well, how about no, that one sucks too. But there's also, actually, never mind. Thank you very much, 50 Shades of Geek. Eddie314 says, Big news, Disney Plus and Hulu reportedly looking to combine into one streaming service with adult content such as Fox's entire library being added. This could also give a chance for shows like Daredevil to be brought back. This could be big. Thoughts? Oh. Daredevil is not coming back on the show. Stop back. it. Not on, not, not on Netflix, yeah. it's not, and not on streaming. No. It is. And, and Yeah. We talked about it on Geek Buddies. Yes, Mike. we did. There's yes, no we did. way. I was like, where did we talk about this recently? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, we don't think it's going to happen. Uh, we don't think Charlie Cox is going to come back. We think Daredevil might come back, but probably not Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox is a weird one. But, yeah. but stranger things have happened. True, true. But not as a TV show. If it'll come back, I think it'll come right. back as a, as a movie or be part of it. As a TV show. Huh? Yeah. Stranger uh, things has happened as a TV show. Yeah. No. Yes, <laughs> 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 All right. You went uh, from so daddy to daddy. We're <laughs> <laughs> going down a step. Damn. Oh, I'll go, what I'll is the difference between a daddy and a daddy? <laughs> Sabrina, daddy, what's the difference between a daddy and a daddy? Everything is subjective, so it's person to person, but okay. zaddy is just that one step forward. It, it, like I said, it's like the Antonio Banderas. It's not like you can think someone's very attractive and handsome. Like I think uh, Army Hammer's handsome, but okay. I wouldn't call him a zaddy. I would yeah. call like okay. Oscar Isaac a zaddy. Is it have anything to do with age? No. Because that's the daddy, isn't to, it? Yeah, you don't have to have kids. You can be you can be like any age. It's more about like the BDE that they're bringing. You know, it's ah, the physicality yes. of it. Yes. Yeah. Big. I, re yes. I remember. I, I Big remember excitement. 
Yeah, yeah. Big exactly. Dennis segment. Yeah, yeah. Being that big I remember Dennis there was segment. this uh, this uh, this pushback by uh, older women about being called cougars. Now, yeah. can older men push back and say, "Don't call me a zaddy. I'm not a zaddy." Would, would you Would you respect that? I feel like it's more of a silver fox thing. Cougar and silver yeah. fox are more. So, are that's more correlative. Okay. I would see yeah, that. I but most I know guys man, won't push back on silver fox. Good. Well, I know Brett. men hate compliments. Uh, <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was always knocking down. I was always always under the impression that the zaddy was a step forward from being a daddy. Like a lot of the people that I follow on social media, when they post like, "Oh, zaddy," it's where's a graph when we need one? I know. It's I'm silver, making a it's PowerPoint. The, it's the salt and pepper in the hair. Um, that's <laughs> the, the, what I hear. I hear a lot of uh, gay men refer with the zaddy. Oh, uh, uh, there you go. Now you start walking right. the line. What's wrong with it's that? about it's about the girls, the gays and the days like that's okay. that's where Zaddy really shines. Mm, that's, that's, according, that's let's of, see. According I, for you. I have the, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's over daddy. Got it. So you, you, need the greater Alex, you need the greater than symbol. So if we're looking <laughs> yeah, at Alex's yeah. chart, Ben went from Zaddy and then he made that joke and then he went down to daddy. Ah, Because it's like a dad jokes. OK. All right. OK. Laddie play? There we Laddie's go. Laddie. Play. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we got a few more to go. We got a few more to go here. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Uh, speaking of Zaddy, Soul Shayer says, I've uh, been rewatching the Mission Impossible movies again recently. Yes. Jesus, those movies just transform into great A plus action movies entertainment. Yep. Just a shout out to the Madman in those productions. Up there with the Bourne franchise for modern action classics. I'm sure yep. Mike will agree. Oh, I, I he... think. I'm oh, sorry. Is there more no. to it? I, I didn't mean to cut. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I agree. On. I did a Mission Impossible rewatch recently. Those films, uh, e even the stumble with two, just have gotten better and better. Yeah. And to see everything McQuarrie. If you guys don't follow McQuarrie on, on Twitter and Instagram, follow him because he's every day. McQuarrie. Right? McQuarrie. Uh, he is posting. What did I say? McQuarrie? Yeah, yeah phrasing, phrasing guy. Yeah, oh, hold on, McQuarrie, McQuarrie. That's just tomato, tomato. Is it? Hey, you're talking to this <laughs> some... cast that gets on me for saying Idris Elba and Josh Brolin. To be fair, that was Kate. To be fair, that was Kate. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, McQuarrie, McQuarrie. That's apples and oranges. Okay. All right. Yes, it is. Settle Elba, Alba. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, his his Instagram is always every day he's on set in Rome and, and filming with MI7 and 8 back to back. And that cast is so stacked for what's coming up. My God. Okay. I'm excited. I'm yawning. All right. Fifty Shades of Geek says, speaking of songs that sound alike, there's a Hebrew song by Israeli singer Shlomo Artsy. Guilt underscore trip underscore Archer donated $50. Oh, thank you, Guilt. Sure you'll cover on Strong Style, but thoughts on Stinger's return? Actually, we're not covering that today on Strong Style because we pre-recorded this episode because um, uh, my co-host is going in for a colonoscopy. And oh, it's oh. Uh, inspired by the Smet stuff and uh, what happened with Chadwick Boseman. So uh, we decided to do a pre-produced show where we count down our top 10 wrestlers of all time. Yeah. So watch that today at 4 p.m. Uh, I will be in the chat, live chatting as a premiere, talking with you all about it as we're watching it. But we will cover the Sting thing maybe separately, depending on how he recovers from it over the weekend. So look well, I'll just say this. 
since we had to get some impressions in that I think oh, yeah. Sting should stick to playing the bass and singing. I don't think he'd be a wrestling. He should, he's an old man. He should just stick to tantric sex and playing <laughs> an instrument and not, not being there with these young pups wrestling around Greco Roman, oiling each other up and throwing Ooh. belts in the air. All right. so that's my thought on Sting. Yeah, there we go. Very Impression good. one All right. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, finishing up Fifty Shades of Geeks, uh, saying that Shlomo Artsy called a uh, song called King of the World that's literally the same tune as When You Are a King by uh, White Plains. By White Plains. Okay. Uh, okay, next one from Popcorn. When was, let's do a quick, uh, just quick answers on these. What was the last movie you've seen that was completely batshit? Mine was The Book of Henry. Absolutely cut Trevorrow from directing a Star Wars movie. LOL, the hell was that? A 10-year-old was doing his mom's taxes. Hi, Ryan. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. In what regard, bat shit? Probably just the events were, like, crazy. quick. Cats. Cats. Book of Henry was rough, though. I do. I know there was a lot going on to why he got taken off that movie, but I do attribute a lot of it to Book of Henry. That movie's rough. Hmm. Yeah. Also, gotcha. Fifty Shades of Grey too. Whatever, whatever the second one's called. Darker. Yeah. Yeah, that one is so bad. I was watching it. There's this whole like, um, there's these lines of dialogue back and forth, and it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I didn't like, think it was bad, it was but it was bad shit. Was Neon Demon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one Demon. was like, what the fuck? I love Neon Demon. It's one of my say, favorite uh, movies. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. That's the last bad shit crazy movie I saw. Where are we going? Right, moving on. How are they connected? What is ah? Uh, whatever. Fine. You brought it back to life. What? What are the ships doing? What? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. He's right, a clown. Uh, Patricia Metz. Okay. <laughs> Patricia Metz says, "Ben, it's your heart. I love. As a big girl, it's all about how happy and healthy you are." Oh. Thank you very much, Patricia. Yes. Fifty Shades Geek says, "My French girlfriend said I should treat her like a queen, so I cut her head off." Oh. And he follows oh, up Jesus. with, I would like to make sure everyone understands that last stream lab was a joke. I mean, come on, girlfriend. Jesus. Me? Like that's ever going to happen? Oh, man. Oh. Double whammy. Fifty Shades wow. of Geek. Oof. Hold your head right. up, King. Yeah. You got this. All right. Next one is from Charlie Brown. One mm-hmm. of the best George Carlin bits is when he explains uh, of the multiple torturous things God will do to you if you defy any of the Ten Commandments. And he ends with the punchline. But he loves you. Classic. Yes. <laughs> Charlie Brown says, also, I concur with the previous person saying that Ben looks more Mexican now. As a fellow Mexican, welcome home. He kind of oh! looks slightly like Diego Luna in Narcos. I'll take Diego Luna. I'll take yeah, Diego Luna. <laughs> I, think Shades ben of... would, I think Ben would look more or more, me- more Mexican if um if no. he, he would, had a leaf blower. And, oh, um, my God. <laughs> Elmo. Elmo, you son of a bitch. No. I and knew I... Something terrible was gonna happen. Desgraciado, Elmo. Desgraciado. What oh are you doing? Oh my God, Elmo. Elmo. Sometimes they really do hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the time. You don't have to go so hard, Elmo. Jesus. <laughs> Come close at least. <laughs> hey, watch a day without a Mexican. Great film. Um, yeah. And uh, you know that's where I got that from. I don't know. You guys ever see what Kelly Osbourne said? On, no. uh, I think it was on The View or something. She went, Donald Trump, if you want to get rid of every Mexican, who's going to clean your toilets? And yes. then everybody on the panel was like, oh, girl, no. Yeah. That <laughs> what was... a surprise. Yes. 
Oh boy. Okay, yeah. moving on. I thought she yeah. was coming, just fucking hit one out of the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Everyone went. Nope. She backtracked like crazy. What an idiot. All right, uh, 50 Shades of Geek says, I finally finished childproofing my house. Now there's no way one of them is getting in. I had to resend this one because Ben left the show early the last time I sent it. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> On the uh, Embers says, On the World Girls the other day, Koi said his favorite performance of all time is Heath, Ledger, and Joker. Do you guys sh- uh, do you guys have a favorite performance ever by an actor? I had to think hard, but mine is Adrian Wait. Brody in, in The Pianist. Wait, he's saying all time ever? Like yeah. in any movie ever? All time ever. That's ridiculous. Jesus. That's ridiculous. It's a good one. It's staying on brand, I guess, but it's ridiculous. Uh, oh, God. I mean, Brando and all the waterfront is is almost untouchable. Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln is phenomenal. I mean, there are so many. I don't. Mine's uh, Isabel Huppert in the Piano Teacher. Oh, look mm. at you trying to get all artsy. All right, uh, it's crazy your performance in that. Isabel Huppert. Um, mm. Sheridan. Mine is Amelie ben? for Amelie. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, do you go on? It's a little independent film. You guys probably haven't seen it. It's like six hours long, and it's just a guy cutting bread, and it's like such a. <laughs> <good movie. laughs> it's a German, German expression. Yeah. It's a slice of life. <laughs> ah! You can't do your own awesome. fucking. Job, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, dude. I'm ready to. That's that's uh, too. God, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, uh, that's a tough no question. Yeah, I love Anna Karina and everything that she's in, every single film. I think she's Who? incredible. Wait. Anna Karina? Wait, isn't that the Pierre movie? Anna Karenina? Is that what you're talking about? Anna that's Karina. Uh, no, the oh, French. Anna Karina, the French actress. Oh, yeah, like a woman point. is a woman. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. There you go. Okay, cool point. Uh, I just saw it back there. I'll, I'll say uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Jarhead. That's I'm, a great performance. I really love Jarhead quite a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, he's really, really good in it. Yeah. No one brings that one up with him either. Nope. It's they all tell like Nightcrawler and stuff, but I yeah, love. Yeah. I lo- I think it's like people were expecting another Black Hawk Down out of mm-hmm. Jarhead, and it was literally the exact opposite. But I love Jarhead. That's Mendy's. That's Mendy's man. He's mm-hmm. fantastic directing that film. Uh, uh, I'd go with uh, Paddington tough. in Paddington. Two. Oh. Paddington two. Patty, I was gonna um, say it's gotta be Paddington too. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna jump into super chats, but if anybody has to head out, uh, please feel yeah, free to. Feel free. Um, Bryant Brawler says this guy Roka just doesn't know how to act. Maybe he will become civilized one day. Boba T is fire. Boba T is fire. Bryant Brawler also says as one of the children who get what they want. I'm an anime fan. I've been waiting week to week for shows, for uh, week week to week to watch shows for quite a long time now. So hold your horses, Roka. Good for you. Good for you. Joel Rolston says, WB's 2021 schedule puts Disney in a bind. Talk about some competition. My previous prediction of no industry normalcy till 2025 is looking accurate. Okay. Yep. You'll get all Um, All right. Renetta W says, the Mando episode this week was fire. It was the definition of short but sweet. I actually sat up out of my seat on a few scenes. I couldn't believe it. Robert Rodriguez did an excellent job. Love you all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Joel Rolston also says, increase the tempo of the X-Men theme song, and it sounds like we didn't start the fire. <laughs> all right, well, I, I, I got to try that one. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> later today. And then the last one for the day is from The Hunt for Gollum. 
you guys need to check out that video that uh that hold on let's i'll read that one okay next week actually um otherwise let's all uh let, let's let me check Streamlabs one more yeah, time. Yeah, better. Sure. I think somebody somebody said you missed somebody one. Somebody says I missed one. <laughs> oh. um, otherwise, we still have our impressions. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still have our impressions to do, but otherwise, oh. I think that's all. Um, I think I knocked my last one out with Elmo. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I canceled myself <laughs> at the same time. You so. have to wear your Nebraska hat next time you do yes, it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. All right, who's got impressions? You got them. Let's do them. Anybody? Anybody? I don't know, but I'm pretty fucking excited about who uh, who uh, who's gonna be on a Bill Burr's comedy special over here. You guys talking about me? The best fucking comedian on the fucking planet. Uh, I'm not going to Batuu over here. I'm not a stormtrooper, but I got a wicked clean shot over here. So you know, uh, let's go to a Harvard Bond and get wicked hammered. <laughs> Sabrina. Um. Forties J Lo, the hand already comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all remember when we used to just, you know, be able to hang out, hug each other, go to the movies, all of that, like fifty years ago. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, I'll do Carson Wentz. Yeah, I just going to keep doing the same thing over and over <laughs> again. Uh, just, you know, go out there every week. Uh, we're going to do our best. You know, it just didn't happen for us this week. And I think it'll be different next week if I do the same exact thing each and every week. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to win out. Yeah, we're just not clicking, but uh, it will get there. I think this. I'm feeling good about this one this week. And, uh, yeah, I said that last week. Oh, uh, well, let's wait. Let's wait and see. Galanowski, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, all right. Ah, oh, God, it's been a while. When I first heard that ABC, <laughs> that HBO was going to not release their films in theaters, my tears echoed through the house, just like the time I told young Master Bruce that I would stand by him and I was upset that those push-ups they was doing were to lift the bloody log. That's how I felt about the slate of these films. And I knew that there's a new Batman film coming out in 2022. And if that doesn't come into theaters, mark my words, my tears will echo through the house, too. It's been a while. Uh, Alex, what have you got? What have you got? Hey, yo, it's me, Lin Manuel Miranda. My movie <laughs> got pushed. My movie got pushed back a whole year. And now it's going to be on. On on HBO Max, what is this? Come on, give me some more theatrical. Put it, keep it only in theaters in the Heights. You know, that's my, that's, that's me, that's all me, baby. And Hamilton, I did that too. <laughs> I did that too. Titles. Uh, I think that's good. Or should we do more? I think that's good, isn't it? I, I, I like it. I like it. And on a high note. Yes. yes. And on a high note, we're out of here. We're gonna get going with our weekend. Thank you all so much for joining us here on FCL. Have a great show. Great show. Fantastic. Oh, there it is. People are here. They were all incredible. By the way, correction for you. If you are going to send in the video, Kristen Harloff just texted me. It's actually three to five minute video. So you have oh. more time to create what you need to create. Remember, it's MTS Audition 
at gmail.com if you want to audition to be a part of the showdown to be in the draft a three to five minute video do it that way thank you to sabrina ramirez thank you to alex marzonia thanks to brett sheridan a brother in life mike kalinowski ben goddard and ryan nelson and thanks to all of you all so much for your stream lab super chat smallbats you know we couldn't do this show without you so we thank you we love you be safe wear your mask practice social distancing and come back and see us on Monday morning at 10 a.m. PT for another brand new episode of SEN Live. Much love to all of you.